You gotta say geeks. <laughs> geeks. What geeks. Chris? <laughs> How many of these Come podcasts have you been on? I buckled under the pressure. I'm sorry. <laughs> You've been on so many of these podcasts. <laughs> you just clapped. I don't know what the fuck you're doing about that. I'm totting him. Hello and welcome to episode 66 of Geeks, the world's number one entertainment podcast recorded in this room. I'm your host, Al White. And joining me today for a very special Nintendo Switch podcast, we have Chris Traver. Hello. And Bruno Centofanti. Ciao. You say Centofanti? Yeah. It, it, sounds, it sounds nicer, no? You it prefer Centofanti? Mafia. Sounds How are you guys doing? Good. Chris, yeah. how's your week been? Uh, busy. Things are going uh, extremely busy on YouTube, so it was nice to just take a couple of days out and have a, a nice Nintendo Switch break with Al. Yeah, you've been kind. You came to London, hang out, play some video games, do some yeah. podcast, shed some light on your opinions on the console, whether it's convinced you or not. Yeah. Um, what's your channel on YouTube? Uh, Lethal Chicken. Chris Drawing. Lethal Chris Drawing. Yeah. And you are, you're doing, you're at fucking like what, how many, quarter of a million subscribers now? Something yeah. stupid. Yeah, it's been really, really amazing recently. Are you allowed to talk about any of the other stuff that's going on with you right now, or are you not meant to talk about it? Um, I can say the channel's been verified now, so that's a really cool milestone. Thank it's you. fucking amazing. <laughs> it really is. Thank you. Um, no, you're doing some great work at the moment. What's the one, oh, you can't say what you're working on at the moment, can you? Um, what does it matter really, to be honest, because when people... Yeah, what's this? It'll be up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was the last one you just worked on? Uh, the last one I worked on. God, I've worked on so many. Women. You can't remember. <laughs> I can't even remember. Uh, Rock Dragon. Like oh, yeah, I love your Rock Dragon. He was oh, cool. Thank you. Yeah. He was very cool. Uh, Bruno, you haven't been on this podcast many times. No, I haven't. When was the last time you were on? I don't think if I have been, have I? You never been on the podcast? I don't think so. Uh, I have almost been a couple of times. Well, you did, like, yeah. did you not do a Friday special with us, maybe, or something? No. I think I went to the. I think I almost did. <laughs> you turned up and I didn't. Yes. <laughs> no, I had to leave or something. Yeah, yeah, or something. Well, welcome yeah. then. For people who don't know yes. you, I mean, we've known each other for about six years. Yeah. Um, you're, more, a, you're a director, no? writer. Producer. We met each other in 2008. How do you remember so the year? Because it was when I was making the film Oms, how we met go. you. Right? That is true. And we met each other on. Mum on MySpace. Oh, MySpace. Wow. That's all. We got each other MySpace. Yes. Yeah, fuck yeah, so nine years. Which was in seven, two thousand eight. Yeah, man, it's amazing we're still alive. Yes. Um, yeah, you found you, you reached out to me somewhere from MySpace. You found my music yeah. and used it on your film. Yeah, exactly. We've been good friends ever since. Basically, was the whole film with your music in there. That's true. I, I didn't know much about mixing as well. I guess. So it was the whole was a soundtrack. Was please go. Uh, it was. Music video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Very cool. Have you seen this first? That was like your first short film. Wasn't yeah, it was my first short film. Oh, yeah. You should check it out. It's cool. It was on BBC and stuff at okay. that time. Cool. That's correct, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, what are you working on at the moment? The moment uh, we are finishing my new film, How, um, How to Be Human, is going to be on the 21st of April at the Sci Fi Film Festival. Nice. Yes. Man. That's a great festival. Yeah. Um, mm. We are, which is great. Is our like, this is our first time showing our film, so now we are finishing that. All the visual effects, music, and all this stuff. So that's the, that's like the world premiere of it. Yeah. Sure. Is it gonna go online at any point, or are you wait and see how it does for a bit? Before? So this is something that if it was for me, I would not go to festivals basically. Oh, okay. So I would make, and I would turn that into a point to fight uh, against festivals. 
but the film producers decided that's better to go for festivals, and I'm glad that they don't follow me. <laughs> it's, just, it's just basically, I, I don't find fair that takes so long to make short films and we make no profit out of it. Mm -hmm. it, just, it just costs a lot. And basically, the main problem is that they lock you for one year this film and get locked into the into the festival circle and you cannot show to people so you lose the momentum of the film yeah. and and for me it would be better to just share it yeah yeah but it's also a gamble because if people don't yeah. don't yeah. don't watch how do you it, direct people to it exactly like, you can have the best thing in the world out there but if no one knows exactly. about it okay. so that 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 so that also needs a huge effort to um, bring people to like watch it and hoping that like Vimeo gets that for like stuff because and hoping that mm -hmm. you, you, that people watch this on Facebook and yeah. whatever. So, but yeah, so we're going to go to festivals and be locked in there for a year probably. <laughs> no, but yeah, I think you're right. I think like, because the problem with short films is, yeah, if you, it's one thing, it's frustrating to do that even with a feature film. But you know you have the chance to make money at the end of the exactly. day. But like say with a short film, you go for the festival thing, it raises the awareness, which is great for your yeah. career, hopefully. Yeah. But in terms of making money, you're still not going to make any money from yeah. a short film. Like They get picked up for distribution. We talked about this briefly, I think, on a podcast the other day. Um, but yeah, they get picked up for distribution. Like I had my first film was picked up for distribution. Nothing happens to it. Like It's like, where do you distribute a short film? On exactly. some channels, maybe? On YouTube? Exactly. On some other proprietary things? Yeah. They used to occasionally do DVD like compilations, but it was a long time ago, and you had to be an award-winning yeah. big short film. Um, so yeah, I think maybe like doing like one or two festivals that you know are kind of timed just as you finish production, like mm. you've got, and then being able to dial, like take that momentum and push it yeah. into online or something. Yeah, yeah. but I think they, they, they were probably trying to do the whole thing with Move the festivals, yeah. which I think is great as well. It's just that I got to a point that I don't care much about the industry, what the industry really thinks about mm -hmm. like my work. To be honest with you, what I care is that people watch it and people like it and people, um, I just want more people to watch it instead, a group of a few people that go to festivals to watch like a short film. Yeah. Like how many yeah. people really watch short films in a yeah, festival? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's usually small. And there's normally way more dross than good stuff with short films. It's hard to find the good ones. So. Exactly. Yeah. And then it's more about us chasing people or like inviting people that we wanted to, to, to like see it, that you come to the festival so it really becomes like a, 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 a like smaller group of people watching it yeah but for the but industry it is, point of view it's yeah and good. it is great to get to see the short films in the cinema like yes. it's a real thrill i think as a filmmaker yeah. to like not just be yeah. oh it's online and then you don't know and even if you see a counter going up like i had the polar opposite with like this this stupid the spidey thing that i did which that had like yeah like just an incredible amount of hits but you don't get to see those people and you're not there with them. And it's really weird. No, as I'm mm. sure you're familiar with Chris. When you see all these people interacting with you and all these hits happening yeah. online. But you never really, you don't know who they are. No. But then being in a cinema, even with just like a smaller amount of people, or well, way smaller, obviously. But being there in that room with them, mm. it's fucking terrifying. Because you hear people saying shit about your movie when they walk out. But it's way more exciting, I feel, to get that. It's, you know, it's like being a band and going on mm. stage and it's like the people who hate you in the room, the people who like you in the room yeah. and maybe hopefully someone will love you. Yeah. Um, but the film has been very good for that sort of stuff. We have been doing a lot of talks and 
Q and A's. Yeah, so, yeah, I noticed. Yeah, yeah. so we went. The, you're doing stuff with the BFI as well. Yeah, so we did one at the BFI last Friday. Louise, that is the actress and also like producer, she went to the Roundhouse, mm. which was very cool. She did a talk about can art impact the like world? Can actually art help? I hope so. Yeah, so very cool. What are we doing? So it was a very cool thing, exactly. Yeah, that's so cool. this is a film that really helped us to, to to like talk with with people, which is very nice. That's cool. Well, okay, so people, if they want to see it first, go to Sci-Fi London Film Festival, which is in April twenty first, twenty first, and if not, we'll report on this podcast. You let me know when yes. stuff's happening. I'll let people I know. Yeah, don't, don't even worry about it, buddy. All right. So, we're going to do our normal stuff, we're going to do the news, but uh, mostly we're just going to concentrate on Nintendo Switch, we're going to do our regular releases and the box office and all that shit, but we're going to like, yeah, breeze through. So this week in the news we had the Deadpool promo, which was shown just before Logan in the cinemas. We didn't get it before our Logan, because we went to like the premiere premiere, Yeah. Uh, but then it came out online. Have you guys seen that, the Deadpool? No, like, it's like a little it. mini short. Oh, it's one that he goes to the... In the phone booth and yes. stuff. It's pretty funny. I really like it. It's cool. Uh, there was a new Alien Covenant trailer, which is also before Logan. Again, not at our screening. We got the old Alien Covenant trailer, uh, but they show the Alien properly in the new one. It looks pretty cool. It's CGI. But. They are saying, it's, I don't know if this will happen, but there's, they told us that my, our film might be screening before Alien oh, in the yeah, festival. Said, that's and fucking if, awesome. If that happens, that's that'll awesome. That would be cool because then yeah. people will watch it because people will make that scene oh, full for, for the sure. Alien and then we could have more, more people watching it. That's so fucking great, man. Cross, finger. Yeah, cross my fingers. Right. Uh, is that the UK premiere of Alien in, in that festival? I don't know. Probably is. Mm. That would be cool. If it is, if can you get, and you're on it. Can you get me tickets? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bumblebee, the movie, the spin-off from Transformers, has found its director in Travis Knight, who directed Kubo and the Two Strings. You know, the animated film from last year? It's really cool. You guys like it. It's kind of half... It's from the guys who, direct, who produced Coraline. It's kind of half models and oh. half CGI. Oh, cool. So it's sort of both worlds in animation. It's really cool. It's a very cool film. Um, I hate the Transformers films, but he's a good choice, I think, for something like that. Nickelodeon announces Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, a new TD, tu- TD, a new 2D Turtles cartoon setting a more mystical New York City, which is aimed at kids. Donnie Yen may star in a video in uh, the video game, sorry, the movie adaptation of the video game Sleeping Dogs, oh. which makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, that's good. Uh, for people late to the uh, party with Donnie Yen, he's in Rogue One, uh, he's in all the Ip Man films, mm. but he's like. He's actually kind of past his prime now. I feel like the Western <laughs> audience is just fat out about him when he can't do all the moves he used to be able to do. Mm. But he's like been the greatest martial artist in the world for about 15 years now, maybe longer. He's the main actor of the Ip Man. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. Nice. He's, yeah. he's incredible. Um, and Microsoft moved its E3 conference from Monday morning, which they've been for years and years and years, to Sunday. Um, so there's a great interview, which I would recommend people go and check out on Unlocked uh, podcast this week on IGN, or last week now, where they got Phil Spencer in, and he kind of explains this and other stuff. He hints at stuff to do with Scorpio. Um, and basically, it's because they always opened the show on Monday morning. Now, the problem with opening the show at E3 is there's time to counter that. So like they would open, and then Sony famously one year came out and were like, oh, we're $100 yeah, cheaper or yeah. whatever. <laughs> And could like, so you know, they literally would do things which were middle finger to Microsoft because they clearly must have, here's our show, but we're going to adapt, you know, to whatever happens earlier mm. in the day and change it to like, f- you know, make people happy. Yeah. So I think you're at a disadvantage going first. 
Yep. But he was saying they at least like to be, you know, we're the first thing, we're the opener. We want to be the opener or the closer, was what he was saying. And Bethesda started their own conference, which they then started on Sunday two years ago. And he said the problem is, is like they're no longer the opener of E3 because Bethesda now do it on Sunday. Yeah. And everything comes so quickly after their conference, you're trending for like a minute before the next news story is trending and the next news story. Yeah. So he's hoping if they go on Sunday, they're still the opener. They're kind of getting in there before Bethesda and they might keep the story running until the next day at least so people can keep talking about Xbox and Yeah. So basically Scorpio. when they when they show their products, people change their pitch, they change their plans. Yeah, for sure. They did. They, they'll have Sony, like different yeah. market pro I mean there's not nothing's ever hundred percent confirmed, but it's so obvious. Like it's Sony true. made it brazenly obvious. They even did a bit where like I can't remember what it was. Yeah, Microsoft announced like something. Jokes and sort of yeah. During the conference as well. Snide so. little remarks. It wasn't very cool, it wasn't to like, be honest. Yeah. It wasn't very professional. No. But just kind of like jabs at what Microsoft has said earlier in yeah. the day. Of like, <laughs> oh, well, we'll let you do this. with you. You, can, and then you you can just pass this game to someone else. Whereas Microsoft earlier in the day have been, you have to be online and you have to have all these things against piracy and blah, blah, blah. And there's no way that they have that stuff. You know, they know they're going to do that. They're going to want to do what Microsoft do, but yep. when they see Microsoft have a backlash, they're like, oh, let's do the other things that we seem cooler and friendlier and yeah. all that stuff. I've got to change this fucking camera again because it's, it's too much on Bruno. Am I there? Yeah, yeah. you're right there, buddy. Yeah. This is really professional right now. You just can get my hand in. We've got strobing going as well because these fucking lights in this flat. Oh, yeah. These lights in this flat, man. We spent ages. I don't know. These, these just spirits. the camera spro. I'm changing the um, frame rate and everything. <laughs> So if you don't know, you can watch the uh, video version of, of this uh, podcast this week, uh, which doesn't happen every week. Um, over on YouTube, type in We Are Geeks, type in Tessellate, pop up, episode 20, uh, F66, 26. Um, and I recommend you do, because we're going to be going through our main news item now, which is the Nintendo Switch was released last week. And we've got a bunch of stuff laid out in front of us. We've got some of the Link Amiibos. We've got some more coming. We've got the Joy-Con controllers. We've got the actual Switch. We've got the little charger pad. We've got all of the, of the retail games laid out in front of us so this is all of them that's all the retail games there's some digital um and we're going to be going for everything bruno unfortunately has to jump out in a little bit but you've been here for today you've got to do a few yep. hours playing with the switch yep seeing some of its features but you've probably got some questions as well i know you were saying yep. some stuff to us before um chris you've been here for a couple of days now hanging out playing games you've got a yep. good idea and i've been yep. playing them pretty much since launch day uh well late on launch day um so yeah, there's been a lot. Like it's exciting. We don't get consoles that often, yeah. other than now we're getting Switch, then we're getting Scorpio next year, and like these weird mid iterations now, which I don't know yeah. what they are. <laughs> um, but proper consoles with mm. game proprietary games just for that console. You know, Scorpio games will work on the Xbox One. PS4 Pro games do work on the PS4. So this is like these games do not work on anything else, as you can see. Let's go crack one of these cases in, because they come on these little dudes. These teeny, teeny, tiny <laughs> cartridges. SD card type of size. Yep. A, yeah. a, a little bit thicker. A little bit thicker. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they taste funny, apparently. I'm going to lick one. Yep. Right Are you? Now. now, is it the metal bit or is it the plastic no, it's bit? it's the, uh, just all over, apparently. It's just sprayed. All over? Yeah. But can you do on the metal or it's going to damage? Oh! <laughs> is it that bad? It's really oh, bad. that tastes horrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, try one. Apparently, it is the oh, most bitter no. agent like they use <laughs> oh! in the world, yeah. Oh, I should have done it at the end of the podcast. I don't want to do it. No, no, you should not. No, no, no. Why are we going to do it? The guy said, I should not do it. I'm tempted to do it. Oh, fuck. Never lick another man's Switch game, though. That's the, that's the key. Mm. Oh, that just, that just lingers. That Ooh. just keeps on rolling on. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. 
I like as well, yeah. I like Super Bomberman. It's good, right? Because kids would definitely not do again. Well, or, did they do this on the DS or the 3DS? That's my question, because those are little tiny cartridges. Or do we do for fun? More often. I'm just looking for fun, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there is a little thing on the um, Pro Controller. Actually, we'll get that over in a minute. Where they've written a little message on it in tiny, like, laser code. It's so oh, yeah. small, you need, like, a microscope for it almost. And it says THX to, like, thanks to Gamers for Life or something like that. Um, which is nice. Yeah. So we're going to... It's a difficult console to review. Um, because it's doing a lot of stuff. So Nintendo up until this point has always had two pillars. Um, and we are going to try and give you an idea for w whether or not you should buy this by letting you know what is it good at and what is it bad at so you can make your own decision. We're not going to tell you to buy it or not, but we're going to let you know what it's succeeding at and what it's not right now. And obviously that could change. Um, so they've normally had two pillars. They've had their consoles, like the NES or the Famicom, Super NES, Super Famicom, N64, GameCube, Wii, Wii U. Yeah. And then they've had the handhelds all the way through to Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Color, all the iterations, and then the 2DS, and then the 3DS, um, and then the, what was it, the, uh, sorry, just the DS, 3DS, yeah. and then the 2DS. So they always said they'd never get into mobile. Last year they got into mobile. They were um, backing, they're part of the company that runs Pokemon, they aren't the company though, but they do get money from um, Pokemon Go. Yep. And then they get money, obviously, from Mario Run, which will Mario Run. I'll get told off for saying Mario. Um, which was their first proper big release. And they're doing this whole bunch of things that they're trying to do. What they call this, their program for getting people outside to play games, oh, um, yeah. which they're very keen on. Um, and they've proved they can make money with that stuff. Now, they've announced that they're not working right now on a new successor to the 3DS or the 2DS or whatever. Um, so this is kind of it. So let's hold it up. So it's a handheld console. Um, and that is the entire console, is that width. I mean, if we take off these Joy-Con controls on the side, and like I say, this is great audio if you're not watching this. <laughs> <laughs> um, just holding it up. Like, that is all it is. That is the entire console. It's about it's smaller than Chris's face. <laughs> <laughs> it's smaller than a tablet, but thicker than a tablet. Um, but it's a remarkable piece of hardware. Uh, it feels really prime to me. Like, it feels like Sega had something similar in the past. Uh, sort of a screen... They had a Game Gear. Am I wrong? Um, no, no I don't know about like this. I, I don't know. don't know. Am I tripping? Um, but it feels premium to me. Like, it feels like yes. the Wii U controller felt like a cheap piece of plastic. I really enjoyed the Wii U. Just didn't have enough games um, to play. This feels great. I like the name Switch. Much better than the Wii U. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so let's look at it here. We've got the, uh, you've got the USB-C port on the bottom. Um, which is something no one told me about USB-C. I bought a monitor for my MacBook Pro to do editing on, and it only had a USB-C input, and that was it. I was like, you're fucking kidding me. No one told me about this new fucking thing. Uh, you got your headphone jack, you got your volume, you got your power, you got a little vent there to help it breathe. Um, and then in the top, you've got where your cartridges go. We've got some Zelda in there right now, which I just fucked up by ejecting it. Um, you got your little kickstand at the back, which you have to be pretty tough with to get out. And underneath that is where you can put these little guys. So this is your real SD cards, micro SD. Oh, okay. So that's where you can put extra memory. So we're going to be getting into that. How many cards can you have? Just one, just one, one card. So at the moment, I've got in the biggest card you can get, which is 256 gigabytes. There are two terabyte cards coming out at that Ooh. size soon. Um, they're going to cost a lot of money probably. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but will, will you need that or not? Because that's been a big worry, is memory. Um, but before I get into memory, let's just finish this up. When Touch you also screen. talk about the name of the, of the switch. Uh, of switch, 
I also liked the logo a lot because the yeah. logo is really what it is, right? These little things yeah. on the sides. Yep. And I like that. And it's kind of like yin yang as well. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. a, it's cool. Um, yeah, it's touchscreen as well. It's very responsive. Um, not all games, obviously, uh, do the touchscreen. Do you mind putting that back up again? Because I fucked with it too much. <laughs> <laughs> um, so wait for it to turn off and then, yeah, power it back up. Okay. So let's talk about the power of it. Now, they haven't fully disclosed everything inside it, but it is less powerful than the Xbox One, less powerful than the PS4. So it's certainly mo way less powerful than the PS4 Pro, and it's going to be way, way, way less powerful than the Xbox Scorpio or whatever that's called when it comes out next year. But as you were saying when you came in brilliant, you always like Nintendo do their own thing. They're mm. not trying to compete in terms of power mm. and muscle. They're just trying to like be creative, which yeah. I'm with you. I like that they're doing their own thing. It, they always seem to want to be the second console that you own. Um, they don't like, it's, it's, it's not trying to be, oh, you have to, it's like if you buy the PS4, mm. do you need an Xbox One? Like, unless you like those first party games, probably not. But with this, is completely different. It's a completely different thing. Yeah. Uh, they are trying to get in with third-party publishers more than they did with the Wii U, because that was the big mistake with the Wii U. Just not enough third-party publishers. So the only games you were getting were Nintendo games, which there were few and far between. Mm -hmm. um, now, the actual system itself, though, 32 gigabytes of memory. Four of those are used up on the system, so you're getting 28 gigabytes, really, of memory. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Here's something I said to Chris yesterday. <laughs> so on the Japanese launch, there's another game called Dragon Quest Heroes 1 and 2. And it is two games together, but old games, not brand new ones. That takes up 32 gigabytes <laughs> if you're going to download it onto your Switch. So if you buy a Switch on day one, and you buy that game digitally on the eShop, which went up on day one, you cannot play it or nice. download it because it's too big <laughs> for your Switch. Um... However, most games aren't that big. Most games are between one to two gigabytes um, if they're just smaller games. Zelda is 13.4 gigabytes of space. Um, so you can imagine how quickly you buy two big games like Zelda, you're done. Um, however, the caveat to that is unlike the Xbox One and unlike the PlayStation 4, which every time you put a disc in, you know now you've got to wait for it to install and then yeah. you've got to wait for it to firmware update and mm. all that shit. If you buy these hard um, copies of the games, of which there aren't all the games, just specific ones, it won't install on your Switch. So they, these take up no space. So they just, just the same. I actually like this, even yeah. for the nostalgic feeling of the... Having an actual case. Of the packages. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it does benefit you to go hard copy with Switch. Yeah. Because um, none of, like, I, we bought every single game at launch in the UK. Um, downloaded all the digital ones, even the ones I really didn't want to, just to try them all out. Bought all the retail ones, even the ones I really didn't want to, like Skylanders, Imaginators, mm -hmm. and Just Dance 2017, um, which we will not be talking about much in this podcast. So if you came for them, I'm sorry, move on. <laughs> and also, just move on with your life as well. Don't play those <laughs> games anymore. Um, but yeah, we have all the games. My Switch is not full, so I haven't needed to use my extra card. It's nowhere near full because all the games downloadable that you couldn't buy retail are small. So basically what you do is when your memory is full, then you need a second. So you're gonna have many cards. You could have many cards or yeah, buy the big one. Which is difficult to write down what is inside of each one. Cause yep. it's so they're so small, <laughs> yeah, you can't put a sticker on. <laughs> yeah, wait for the two terabyte one or buy a 256 one now, you'll be fine for a bit. They are quite expensive. 
Um, What's the price of them? Let me see how much I paid for that. I did write all this down. God damn it. Um, and I would suggest, yeah, buying the hard copies of the games. Then you're going to need a carrying case or something because you might lose them. Um, but hey, that's just how it goes. Uh, so the I bought... What did I buy? Is there a hard case for this yeah. mini? I don't think so. I don't think there is a... You know those ones that we use for SD cards or... Right, 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 right. Uh, no, I don't think so. CCF cards, we have this case, hard case. You get like a little slip that you can put them in. Okay. But that's about it. Um, so... So you can lose I, it easy as well. Yeah, but yeah. if you get a carry case for the Switch, with yeah. there, I'm sure there's little slots you can put them in or something. Um, but honestly, if you get a 256 one, you're going to be good for a while. Mm. Yeah, that lasts a long time. Um, that cost me £134, though. So that's a serious amount of money. <laughs> what is that? One third of the price of the console? Yeah, so the console itself, we're going to get into proper pricing on everything um, in a bit. But the console itself, where's my list of prices? Da, 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 da. It's not on that. Sorry, I have multiple, multiple lists up right now. <laughs> uh, it's 430, well, okay. it's sold out everywhere. It's 279 pounds, 433 dollars 98 cents right now, brand new. Everything we're quoting is either Amazon.com or Amazon.co.uk. So I'm doing American and UK prices for everything. Okay. But it is sold out. So right now, you're going to be buying it new from a secondary seller. Yeah. The UK one, I believe, is the original price, which is 279 Yeah. Um, for the US one, is more because they're selling it through. People have bought them and selling them on straight away. Mm -hmm. um, that taste is still in my mouth. Yeah, it's yeah. still in my mouth as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's like socks. Like Now I feel like I have a sock, like an yeah. old sock in my mouth. Yeah. Oh, delicious. <laughs> it's, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> So how does it output? Because we're living in the world of 4K, Bruno. You and me, we're filmmakers. Yeah. We like 4K. We love 4K. Do you, I mean, do you, are you a fan of 4K TVs? I have only a 4K mom, um, monitor, actually, that I... Oh, yeah. So I now edit in one screen right. instead of having two screens. Cool. And it's a 32-inch screen. Nice. Like 4K. So what I like in 4K is editing most than playing is that I can have a lot of stuff inside. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I have all my tools open in one screen and I never have to change that when I'm editing basically. Okay. But for television, I don't have one. I have an HD screen to watch films, uh, okay. 52 inches or something. But which I think is completely fine. Like I, I've been getting behind the 4K stuff. We have a projector in the US, which I do think is when it's worth it. When you're at like mm -hmm. 100 inches or 110 inches, yeah, you can see the difference yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, and sadly, I've had a big battle with that and it keeps failing because of various teething problems with 4K. Bought a TV um, here for the UK, actually for my mom. Had some problems with that as well. Lots of problems with 4K, yeah. <laughs> which I'm not going to get into now because I could go on for hours about it. I got quite angry. Um, but yes, you can tell the difference. I'm playing Horizon on the PS4 Pro right now in 4K. It looks stunning. Um, it, but the HDR helps with that as well. The dynamic range is beautiful. I don't think it's a game changer for most people. You, know, mm -hmm. you play that on that size screen, 1080p, it still looks incredible. Mm. So the Switch outputs at 1080p at 60 frames per second. But not everything, obviously. That's mm -hmm. the maximum it can do. The screen, if you take it out like this, 720p. So it's a lot less. But more than Wii U, more than DS, more than, I think, I can't remember what the uh, PS Vita does, but that can't uh, be 1080 either. That must be 720 or something like that. We might have to check I that out. Um, Zelda, however, here's the problem. It does 1080p at 60 frames, but Zelda, which is their, you know, obviously their big game at launch, will only run at 900p on the TV at 30 frames per second. 
and it is not locked to that frame rate. That 30 frames per second is not consistent. I've had some stuttering issues in the game. I've heard, weirdly, it runs better in handheld than it does outputting to a screen, which is strange. But maybe if it's downgraded to 720p, more of the processing yeah. power. Because it's the same thing, whether it's handheld yeah. or not, it's the same yeah. console. Um, so yeah, people are saying it's a bit easier. Uh, not, But I, there's been nothing big with it, no big problems. I've just noticed a few frame rate things here and there. Um, uh, what else are we talking about? Okay, so let's go into the UI for how it looks. So let's bring it up. Really simple. Very, very simple. Just got your games laid out there. Yeah. Looks great now because there aren't many games. I'm a little bit worried when there are more games and more features and stuff, how it's going to work. Um, sorry, I should really hold it more to screen than you guys. Um, but yeah. Touch screen. Touch screen. Really responsive. Really nice. Simple stuff down the bottom. You've got uh, news down the bottom. You've got the eShop down the bottom. You've got photo album. Then you can do your controllers. You can do system settings. And you can go into sleep mode. Incredibly fast and responsive. Like we turn it off overnight, leave it charging, kind of play it within half a second, literally. It's, I actually like know, that they didn't fill in. the whole screen with stuff. So it's kind of, they are spa it's quite... It's spacious and clean. It's very Apple. Minimalistic, yeah. 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 Which is something which I'm feeling like, so their first announced trailer for this, did you see it with all the people hanging out doing stuff? Yeah. Very cool, very un-Nintendo, very much mm -hmm. more Apple and smart. Mm -hmm. The design of this feels way more Apple as mm -hmm. well um, for how they're doing stuff. And I really feel they're trying to take a leaf out of their book and how to present stuff. Um, and it feels great. Like, I mean, it's, it feels very premium. Like little touches, like this little battery up here, if I just touch that, tell me how much very power's cool. in it. Like, <laughs> nice. uh, which is nice. Um, it does worry me though when you get to the future, when they start crowding this up. If I open the Nintendo eShop up, um, it's, again, very clean, but very sparse, which does more worry me for the future. It feels like something I would potentially design and not think for the future when it's going to get more cluttered with stuff. But all you have is recent releases, coming soon, and then redeem code. That's it. So if you go to recent releases, you got the ones you can buy. And then if you go to coming soon, we have four games. <laughs> uh, which we'll get into those later, because we're going to talk about the games. Do you later. have to pay for your profile like Xbox? You have to pay a subscription per year? Right, or? for online? No. Um, so we tried to, no, you don't. No. You don't. Uh, we tried to play online as well. Nintendo obviously have a patchy history with online stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, we couldn't get on. We were trying to play Bomberman online it's, for yeah, about an hour. Many attempts. Never let us even connect. Players. Yeah, it's just, it just kept, the, even the timer was just glitching and just, it didn't know Locking what. And, yeah. yeah, I think it just had server issues. And we were Hopefully. finding players, not loads, but we were finding players. Yep. Which was surprising because everyone's just playing Zelda. But, um, but yeah, we just wouldn't let you actually link up and play. So no. there's definitely problems right now with the online. Don't know if that's just, we didn't try the game, so maybe it's just Bomberman, but Could I doubt be. it. Yeah. So <laughs> I think it's definitely Nintendo problems. Um, but I like, I really like how it looks. I like how it feels. Holding it in handheld mode um, does give me a cramp after a while. From playing, I've tried playing it in bed um, the other night, Zelda, for a couple of hours, and I'm finding I'm touching buttons accidentally. I'm touching the touch screen accidentally. I'm kind of like worried about getting it dirty. I want to wipe dirt off of it and yeah. smudges and there's not a lock button like on an iPad or something right. so yeah. I can't just lock it to do that so when you're doing that you're fucking with shit you know um, it's just little touches like that which mm. aren't quite thought through all the way 
brightness was it good when you're playing in, yeah. in the dark or looks great yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, time that it works for as well is and you can change that in settings obviously it'll help you save your battery if they say it can do up to six hours in handheld mode um, Zelda will only last for two and a half maybe yeah. so it depends on how hard you're pushing the system mm-hmm. um, but you can obviously get USB-C battery chargers hook them up and boost it if you're on a plane or a train or however you like to play. Did you feel it hitting or does it fan inside or how does it work? I didn't during that. We did take it out the other day. Was that when we did the baby one? We've been playing it for a few hours and it was actually pretty warm on the bag. Um, I have been hearing from some people that they're saying that after playing Zelda for like an extended period of time, it does start to get very hot. Right. I'm guessing that's just because that is their, their most... Yeah. Process a heavy game, really. And if it gets hot, it's fine. It's once it yeah. fucks it up, that's the problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I haven't heard many um, reports on fucking up yet. The, the only reports was just loud fans. Yeah. Also, it is loud. Yeah. Uh, we uh, haven't noticed, no, noticed it. No. And it's so small, I don't know how it could be that loud. But um, it's also the only other report that people have a problem with. I think it's the left Joy-Con. People are having trouble pairing quite a lot, which oh, is right. strange. Um, I've We've had no problems with that. Nope. That's been um, really good. Picking your, your controller to play with is fairly easy. You, you just pick which one you want. You tap a button on it three times. It activates it. Sometimes you have to pull the two back triggers. I'm still a bit confused about when I have to do which. Yep. But you can then choose how you're going to play. Um, I'm holding up now is the controller charger. So you get one like this with your actual console. But it doesn't have the charger slot on the top. So you can slot your... Can you pass me these little fellas? Yeah. So these are the, uh, the Joy-Cons. Which has very cool colors. Yeah, these are the Neon ones. In America, these are going for a lot more money right now. So if you didn't order, you can order two types of the Switch console, the gray or the neon. If you didn't order the neon ones, yeah, they're going to cost you a bit now. Um, So you just take them off the sides of the console, you slot them in to your grip. And that's what you'll get with the console. Our one's over there, so apologize. This is our alternate one. Um, And it'll just be like that, and you'll play like that. And it feels fine. It's certainly not the best feeling. Uh, the D-pad I find strange. The buttons are a bit small. The analogs are a bit small. Is this small because it's for kids? So it's for sort of like small fingers, a small hands. Partly, but I don't think it's for kids. I think honestly, it's just it's Nintendo, you know. And it's also like Japan like things smaller and tighter and cleaner. Mm. Um, pads have always been smaller in Japan. They quite often have different versions of pads that are mm. smaller for there anyway. Um, and it's fine, but like I said, the problem is the one you get in the box. It's literally just a case to put these into. If you want to charge these, you then have to take them off and put them in this and put them in the dock to charge them. This one, which you can buy online, and then we'll get into prices at the end, me and Chris, has the USB-C at the top, so you can charge it independently as its own controller. Why the one they bundle in with you doesn't have that is bewildering to me. Yeah. Um, so, because I was very confused when I was trying to buy stuff, there's a lot of shit to buy for the Switch if you want all the extra bits and bobs. Um, you also get with these controllers, with the Joy-Cons, these straps, but the straps aren't just straps. They have your shoulder buttons on, and you'll need that for some video games. Now, what's really important is you need to look on the top of the strap for a minus or a plus and line it up with the right one. And a lot of people aren't noticing that, like me. <laughs> when I went on Google and found out plenty of people aren't noticing it, you put it on the wrong one, it locks badly, and to get it off is a nightmare, and you can break it. Yeah. Um, and if you break these, to buy the two of them again will cost you 80 pounds. And that's retail price. To buy these neon ones right now costs you like 120 or something. Stupid. Oh, wow. um, so yeah, lots of little bits and lots of things to potentially lose. <laughs> um, 
Chris, do you mind grabbing the Pro Controller so yeah. we can talk about that? Amiibo functionality. You tap the Amiibo um, on the cons on the um, the controller pads on the Joy Cons. It's like above the analog helps, and you can also tap them on the Pro Controller, which we have here. Thanks, Chris. That's right. And you can hold them right here. We've had we had a bit of trouble yesterday with uh, Wolf Amiibo, which is the one most people are going to want to get because yeah, that one lets awesome. you get the Wolf as a friend. Mm in Zelda Breath of the Wild. Um, it's fucking great. Um, and we will talk about that later as well when we get to the game. How, how good is it to lock out content essentially by saying you've got to buy the Amiibo <laughs> to play a cool function of our game? Yeah. It's a bit weird. Uh, but other than that, it's been responsive. This is the Pro Controller. Um, it will set you back an amount of money of $98.25 in America, £59.99 in the UK. So 60 quid for this Pro Controller. Um, which it's it's the only way I want to play, to be yeah. honest. Like if I'm playing Zelda, I need to play on this. It mm -hmm. feels way more comfortable. Uh, here you go, we're gonna have a quick film. Now, just to be clear about this, if you buy the Xbox One, not the Elite controller, but the regular one, that'll set you back about 40 pounds in the UK, um, which is how much in the US. Do, 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 do. Yeah, am I damaging the game? Ooh. Oh, forty dollars. Forty dollars. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, forty dollars or forty pounds because that's how we work. So it's even cheaper in America to buy the Xbox One controller. It's like thirty pounds or whatever. Yeah. Forty bucks, or you can spend hundred dollars, Bruno. Forty dollars for the Xbox One controller, or you can spend a hundred dollars to get that. Um, and it tells how much battery is left. Yeah, it tells you the battery. Um, Does that one? Tells as well, no. Yeah, this one has little things in here. This tells yeah. how much battery you, yeah. you have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's definitely the way you want to play. Definitely, I would, I would suggest. They all have the new Rumble functionality in them, which is, um, I've forgotten how it works, to be honest, uh, but it's different from the one we've all got used to. It's way more in sort of detailed, and uh, the one-two switch game shows it off in cool ways. Yeah. So that's, have I missed anything with the bits of. Hardware. I like actually wish that this part and this was like a rubber filling. That would be nice. Yeah, that's but true. It's a bit plasticky. Especially if, if it's a money. Yeah, if you spend that much money. have a bit uh, of a grip that was more like a... Although it, it has a weight that keeps in the, in the hand, but I wish it was a bit rubber like here and here. It would be nice. No, I agree with you. It would be a nice feeling. It's not quite pro enough for the price at all. Um, some other little details if you're interested. You can sync these Joy-Cons controllers to a PC or a Mac if you want to. Uh, you need an app like joy to key or whatever, but they're pretty easy to do. Don't know why you'd want to do that, but you can. Um, and here's quite a big one. So you can't switch a micro SD card from switch to switch. You can't pass it over. Um, it'll want to delete everything on your card. So I can't take my save games. So Chris, you've just been playing Breath of the Wild here for quite a few hours. Yeah. If you buy a Switch now, there's no way you there's can get no that. It's stuck on my console. Yeah. It's locked away on my console and people haven't yet been able to find it. Maybe they'll change that at some point, but there's no way for you to get that save over to your console, um, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Why do do that? Because you think it would be to do with piracy if there's no way to share yeah. games, but yeah, they're so letting you share games. Like, they're not doing the xbox thing of you have to install it and then it says it's your game and blah 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 so i could yeah, play this into my one yeah you can yeah. just take the card and go and play so you do, yeah just the card so i don't know why they would lock out the cards the um so memory yeah i don't understand um but yeah save data can only be used on your console um you can have up to 300 friends which is plenty 
so don't mind about that. Um, you can have up to eight player counts on a Switch, which isn't that many, really. You think if you could have as many as you wanted, really. Um, you can disconnect controllers by going to the controller tab on the main menu or by pressing the sync button down briefly on the controller. Uh, and it takes around three hours to fully charge the system before you can take it off where you want. A very weird touch, which I forgot when I was in the eShop, is it doesn't say the names of the games. <laughs> it yeah. says the price of the game and then a picture. And if the developers decided to put the name in the picture, which they mostly have, then you're fine. But some of them haven't. Nope. <laughs> and you don't know what the fuck it is. <laughs> you have to go into it to That's find right. out what their game is, which yeah. is just stupid confusing. design, bad design. Um, okay. So, like I say, we're going to go through all of the releases. Uh, Bruno's going to have to dive off now, really, aren't you, Bruno? Well, not right now, I assume. You okay? Yeah. So the way we're going to have to review this is as a console and as a handheld, because there's two very different things it's trying to do, and how successful it is each of them. Since you have to leave, Bruno, do you want to give us some insight on your, your limited time with it, and ask us any questions that you've mm. got? Yeah, I... I was very, I, actually, this is something that I really wanted to like see it, which is different from Xbox and PlayStation, that when they have a new one, I just know it's gonna be more power, basically. This was something cool, because I thought that, that I could take with me, uh, and I was very excited to see it. And it looks very good to me, actually. I really like it, and I want one. So you watched a bit of Zelda, and you played a bit on 1-2-Switch. You haven't seen anything else um, yet, but... Yeah. How do you feel about it? And like, do you feel this is, has it piqued your interest? Like, is the price point good? The Switch, it's, I'm, I'm not sure of something for me. It's more, as you said, even so, if, if we have like friends around and someone play a little bit, but it's yeah. not something you want to be playing again. Uh, I really want to like to see these actually. Super Bomb Man. Yeah, because I yeah. love to these. Like, oh, yeah. oh, like I used to love to play this. Uh, <laughs> it's a very cool game. Um, I loved this idea of taking this and taking view. So do you, would you mostly use it as a handheld if you bought one? Is that what you're saying? You wouldn't play it as much at home. It would mostly be for when you're on the move kind of thing? Or? I think so. Yeah. I, I actually, uh, yeah. Like I actually think they'll take these to when I am on the tube or flying mm -hmm. or in my bed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think so. And it's a nice portable way for like, if you're on a shoot or something like that, you don't have to like a TV and a console and blah, blah, blah. Exactly. You can take something like this and play something. Or, or save like the mm. game. Like, it's a very easy way. Yeah. You take it, go and you just call Uber, go in the Uber and you're playing, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a nice, it is a nice feel. It is. Um, so how at 279, that's what I said, isn't it? 279? Yeah. How is that price point for you? 279. Knowing that you might need to buy a card at some point. You're not including games. That's a, I think it's a fair price for the console if it comes with the whole thing. But if you have to pay, what's the price of this again? In England, um, that 60. is 60 pound. Yeah, so I bought a PlayStation not long time ago and was probably that sort of price with some games. Mm -hmm. So it came with three games. And um, I think, you know, like when they have this deal that you buy it and comes with three yeah. games. Yeah, like a bundle. I, I can't remember the like number exactly, but it was similar to like that, and came with three games, and I had probably I bought an extra. Um, how do you call? A controller. Yeah, control. a, co yeah. a controller as well. Probably for that sort of price. Yeah. So you can buy at the moment. You can buy the Xbox One S, like the small, the slim one. Yeah. Which does 4K output and stuff, and plays 4K Blu-rays for less 
than the Switch. Uh, it's about thirty pound less, and you can have a game bundled in with it wow. already. Yeah, and uh, and the PlayStation Four Pro is more. That's like three hundred and fifty, um, and weirdly doesn't do four K. I can tell you one thing that, that would help mm. me a lot if I could have apps on these: Netflix, Amazon, BBC, YouTube. Yep. that would be very cool. That would be awesome. Yeah. So if it was like a home for everything, but that you could take with you, like, like the tablet that like syncs immediately with your TV, that you yeah. can have those apps, right? Or yeah. PlayStation, you have apps, and that would be cool. Because then people could also make new apps for this, mm -hmm. designing for this, and it could mm. be very cool, like a proper design. Well, that is the benefit. It's like it is about what do you want. You know, if you want, look, you're not you don't play many games anymore. You just want to play some Zelda, some Mario. Yeah. But you want all those things that you can have on your Xbox and you can have your PlayStation with Netflix and BBC iPlayer and yeah, whatever you want, YouTube and stuff. And then you could take that away with you whenever you want to. Then that's the perfect thing for you, you know. Because I don't have a tablet anymore, so I basically gave my tablet to my mother when I saw her. Oh, I love it. Last time because she was always checking her social media, using her phone, and she was always constantly looking like this. <laughs> so I gave her my tablet, and I never really felt like the need to buy like anyone. Right. And I don't think that phones are actually the best to be watching if. A film neither. It's no, not the right I can't size. No, I cannot. But, but on this, maybe I could. If I am, this is better than the e screen on the plane, right? Probably. Yeah. yeah. Most of the plane, like yeah, ninety yeah, yeah. percent of the planes, probably. Yeah. yeah. This is better. So, in that sense, that would be cool to have this in in the plane. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. But it doesn't have any it of doesn't. those. So apps. then cost then is quite pricey, I think. Yeah. Because yeah. I, it's it's only for these five games like so far, or some extra ones you can mm -hmm. get online, but. Maybe to change. Uh, yeah, yeah. They they actually could change that just by. Oh, they can add. They could add yeah. apps easy. Yeah. yeah. So if they wanted to, and if they yeah. sold out the deals, but it's it's you know Nintendo. Nintendo. No, no. They're trying. They're trying to catch up though. Kind of like closed off from that kind of thing, but they they like last year they opened up to mobile gaming and they. Uh, you did have opening their minds a bit. Netflix was on the Wii U. And it was actually like pretty early. I think it was on the Wii, even, wasn't it? But it's definitely on the Wii U. Netflix. Yeah. Um, so they do. They do have a history with that. I presume yeah. deals like that must be able to carry over, or they must be. They've already got a relationship. At I least think they will. Um, they have to update this with Netflix stuff. Yeah. Whether they'll go full hog and have everything, I don't know. Which I think, yeah, once it has all that stuff, that's an interesting proposition for people. Yeah, like you who are like, I'm, I'm happy just having a couple of games a year, but having something portable that will do all of the other stuff that I need. I don't know if they'll ever have an internet browser though, and that's something big. Mm. Like if this could really pitch itself as, hey, we're Apple, iPad. We're like the tablet that does all that stuff, but also you can play fucking Zelda and you can play Mario Odyssey yeah. and you can play Mario Kart and all that and stuff. And also for YouTube, right? That would be yeah, very cool. Another amazing platform to help YouTube as well. Yeah. Um, but they need to, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if they're gonna go that way or not. So at the moment we just have to judge it with what they've given yeah, us. Yeah, what they have, that's it, yeah. Um, and what they've given us is a total of I'm going to say how many games we have right now. But so, how much cost the this plus the memory card plus this console? Well, that's the thing, isn't it? That will go for how much? Because I've got like I, I bought like a yeah. charger. Yeah, no, it can cost loads. I bought a charger for the for this, so I can take the tablet on the move and just charge it without having to bring the dock everywhere with me. Because the only way you can charge it is in the dock, which is fine. But you're not always going to have that with you. Mm -mm. So you need a charger plug for that. I want the Pro Controller. You can sync the Pro Controller to this, and I could play like that if I'm on the move as well. 
Um, yeah, I wanted one of these that charged as well. You know, I wanted, I knew I might want to play like Bomberman with people. So I bought another couple of the Joy-Cons. You're talking about tons of money, man. You're yeah. talking about like, you're talking about 60 and we're talking pounds now. So like 80, 90, 30, plus the card, memory card. Yeah. Oh, and the card, yeah, you're talking about 600 pounds. Exactly. That is a lot. Yeah. You're talking about tons yeah. of 500, 600 pounds. Buying a couple of games as well, otherwise, what's the point? <laughs> yeah, and the games aren't cheap, and that's one of the biggest problems. So, you brought up Bomberman. I'm a big fan of Bomberman, and this is a great iteration of Bomberman. It doesn't have many features on it, it's very bare bone, just like mm. eight maps, which is nothing. nothing. There's a few more locked off, um, but it's loads of fun. Like, we were having a ball yeah. playing it yesterday. Mm. This game costs, and let me just double check so I don't get this wrong because I don't want to misspeak on any of this stuff. Um, this game costs $50 or if you're in the UK 65 pounds right now 65 fucking pounds which in America is $80 in the UK but anyway if you're now buying in America it's like $50 now going to South uh, South uh, uh, South um, America going to Africa this is going to be like oh yeah and Australia it's going to be insane currency is lower That'll be like it's super expensive. Yeah. Uh, well, Breath of the Wild, which is the most expensive game, mm. that's sixty dollars. So that's only ten dollars more than this, and this should be fifteen, twenty dollars. Like it really should be, mm -hmm. and then it would be a no-brain. You got to buy it. Yeah, it's, yeah. Great. it's a great game. But I love this game, but I'm not going to find it hard to recommend to people because for fifty bucks, it's, like, it's, it's too much. It's too much. It's way too much. Yeah. Um, and you need really to play Bomberman properly. You need extra pads, so you got to invest in that as well to play. You know. Uh, one to switch which should have been a packing game because this is like you said when you're playing it, oh yeah this is to show off what the joy cons can do and it does it really well yeah if a friend comes around you plug that in say here try this like wii sports but not quite as fun as wii sports with the weirdest stock photo images and weirdest like it's very ugly actually yeah it's fucking strange the <laughs> font is horrible <laughs> i don't know who put that together for them um doesn't feel like nintendo though it's no really not, strange no no uh, one two switch cost fifty dollars as well, oh thirty five pound, and that should have been a packing game. This was supposed to be for free, just to help you to learn how to use, like how much you could do with the, you know, yeah. you have to like to turn it's around. It's trying to sell you. Yeah. trying to sell you the fucking console, yeah, so they no. should try and sell you it. Exactly. Um, then you got Skylander Imaginators uh, came out. That's sixty dollars or or fifty quid. But that's because it comes with a couple of sort of like their amiibo style things, which are off camera right now. Um, but it's not a great Skylanders game at all. And then you've got Just Dance 2017, which costs 55 bucks or 41 pounds. And it's pointless because this is the thing I don't understand. I don't mind Just Dance and those things, but if it can capture your whole motion. So if you've got one of those floor pads to dance on, mm. or if it's like working with Kinect on Xbox where it can see your mm. body. But otherwise, you're just holding these Joy-Cons and all it can see is where you're moving these. So yeah. when it's telling you to do like weird dance moves with your legs, you don't need to. You just do this. You just like wave your arms around. You know? <laughs> it's... Which obviously isn't, you know, in the spirit of the game. But it's strange. So really, the only three retail games, in my mind, in the, in the UK and the US, are 1-2-Switch, Zelda, and Bomberman. Two of them are way too pricey. Zelda's it. Like, really. You know, it's the only, like, yep, that is priced at the correct amount for what it is. You got digital games as well. Um, so you have... Sorry, I've got a list up here because people have been complaining about how many launch games come out with each console these days. And I feel people are unfair on it because, yeah, we'll go through the history a little bit later. I think you'll have to take mm. off the program for them. But What's the time, actually? Let me see. 
740. Yeah, I'm going to have to go soon, but I can steal a little bit. Mm. Uh, so technically, with the Switch, there are 22 games released in Europe. Uh, there are nine games in the US, and Japan has 16 games, um, which is strange. Mm. But that's mm. what I have for now. What are, the, what are the, pre the prices of the games that you buy online? Is it similar? 50 quid, 70 quid? No, it can be six quid. It can be they're way more appropriate online downloadable ones so the ones you're getting online you've got part of the neo geo series which are neo geo games you've got king of fighters 98 waku waku 7 shock troopers world heroes perfect metal slug 3 there well some of these are fun games metal slug 3 in particular is a great little game i really recommend it but you can get it on every other console mm. and we were playing it last night to test it out on switch slow down you got fucking frame rate issues it's really it? stuttering when there was a boss battle that was the one where we really noticed it was slowing yep that was weird. These are old sprite-based games. Like, yeah. you shouldn't be struggling. And you can buy it on anything. So there's really no need to have it on the Switch. Yeah. Shovel Knight is out in the Treasure Trove collection. So it's the first time, I believe, you can get the third part of Shovel Knight, which is exciting. You can buy all of it together. Shovel Knight's a great, great game. Um, but again, you can buy all of them on PS4, on the Xbox One. Mm -hmm. Othello. <laughs> you know Othello? Like, the chess sort of game, yeah. like checkers kind of thing. Yeah, you can play that if you want to on your Switch. Don't know why you'd need to. There's a game called Vroom in the Night Sky, which is the only game we haven't played, and it looked horrible for the video, yeah. so we didn't. Uh, it just looks so archaically dumb, and the graphics are horrible. Uh, there's a game called Voez, which you played, Chris. It's a little rhythm action game. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's fun. But yeah. it's hardly pushing the system, right? It's just, yeah, it's just a little arcade game, really. It looked like a mobile it's like, um, sort of game. kind of a Guitar Hero kind of style, where you've just got to hit all the different uh, sections when it tells you to. Just rhythm. Yeah. Yeah. Just not simple. doing anything different now or anything uh, just a very very strong anime style it's, it's really weird um, but then we do have three bigger games um, you've got Fast RMX now oh, this yeah. is a racing game I'll bring this up quickly before you go because this is probably the best looking game on the system there was a version of this game called Fast Racing Neo which was out on the Wii U um, this one does have new lighting effects, a few new tracks, like they've definitely boosted its 1080p, like higher. This is 1080p, 60 frames per second, so this is smooth. Although it'll be 720p on this, obviously. There you go, you can have a quick go. Um, that one is, I highly recommend, really great racing game. But yeah. again, you can sort of have a slightly lesser version of it on the Wii U. I Am Setsuna, which is a new game, but done in the old JRPG model. That is out on PS4 already. I think it's out on Vita already as well. Oh, yeah, I'm certain it's out on Vita. Yeah. Um, so that's already been handheld and it's been console so there's really not mm. much point and that's what I really think we have to look at is what is new for this system you know yeah. um, what can you only get by buying this well then we have my sec my well not necessarily my second but one of my very favorite games on this which is Snipper Clips yeah so oh. Snipper Clips is a great little game doesn't take use of it being on the gamepad uh, how do I start this? Um, you gotta press A. Yeah, so Nintendo yeah, like to put the A and B's in the wrong places. And then uh, A again. Yep. And then choose one of those and one of the ships. Choose just space spaceship. So Snipper Clips, yeah. you play as these two little. Also drive as well. Just hold that one down. And then that one's boost. And you'll tilt with these shoulder buttons. You can tilt your ship a little bit. Yeah. Boost <laughs> is very important. It is something that I can feel with time. It feels is, a bit weird. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Snipper Clips is a great, great game. You play these adorable little paper cutout sort of um, what, are, what? What do you call them, Chris? They're like circular on one side, flat on the other side. Yeah. Great yeah. facial animations. We were both yeah. laughing immediately from the beginning of this game. 
that game just made yeah instantly happy. Yeah, that game it just is so adorable in the very clever concept that I've never seen in a game before as well. Yeah, you just like overlap each other to then cut out bits of each other to then fit into yeah. shapes in the world to solve puzzles essentially. If that yeah. makes sense. It gave me when I first started playing it. I felt the same joy I felt when I first started playing Little Big Planet. It was just this. It's very similar to that. Simple, that endearing, um, and the exploration kind of in a sense that you're trying to adapt to different puzzles. It's not just like trying to fit into a shape. There's ones where we had balloons, so we were trying to make ourselves a sharp point, like cutting each other yep. into these little sharp points and trying to pop balloons and also trying to like catch the balloons as well so you have to make it like a hook yeah that was, oh, that was great and you can just stand on top of each other yeah. and, like, the facial animation seriously was so funny oh, like so there's so cool. many nice little touches yeah. in that game um, but this does look very cool yeah the racing yeah. game you're playing yeah, it looks yeah. Beautiful. it's beautiful isn't it um, I'm just adding it up here and if, there's 18 games in Europe I'm sorry I don't know why I went on the Wikipedia page Hold that one down. Uh, for this releases the, uh, the top one this? And yeah. it does say 22. Oh, it's a turbo. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Super cool. So good. Um, Oops. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just count, like, for a second. What are the games that you can only get on Switch? Oh, yeah. At release. you got Zelda Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. 1-2 Switch. Mm-hmm. Super Bomberman R, which even though there's been a lot of Super Bomberman, it's yeah. the only one, one with that iteration. Uh... Fast, sorry, Snipper Clips. Yeah. And I don't know about Vroom in the Night Sky, but I'm not gonna, it's not worth talking about. There's also New Frontier Dates, Founding Pioneers. Can I play these, like taking these two parts out and play watching yes. this? Yes, yeah, you can. I'll try. Um, so there are four or five press games this. at launch. So you press the little button there. You go. Yeah, there are four or five games at launch that are brand new for the Switch. That's okay. it. <laughs> so you're essentially just getting four or five uh, new games. Everything else you can play on something else, um, if yeah. not everything else. But is that a problem? Mm-hmm. So, like I say, people have moaned about how many launch games are coming out every time a console comes out. Yeah. I'm going to take you back, Chris. Okay. Before your time, to the year of Ooh. 1983. Okay. <laughs> this was definitely before your time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I just want to very quickly say, I've got down all of the Nintendo's launch lineups oh, cool. around the world yeah um we can go in if you want to know what games are actually there we can but at the moment i've just got the number of games on each launch lineup yeah. mm-hmm. uh so we started with the famicom or the nez in 1983 now what's interesting with this yeah. is the dates now people people you think you got it bad now people jesus christ a games used to be way more expensive you could pay 100 bucks for a game um yeah. back in the 80s and 90s b we used to have to wait not days not weeks not even months, literally years for a console to come out in a different country. So listen oh, to this yeah. gap with the original <laughs> NES. In Japan, it came out July the 15th, 1983. Okay? It came out with three games. That was its launch, just three games. There was like Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Jr. and something else I've gone. The US, it came out, not July, October the 18th, but not 1983, not even 1984. 1985, it took two and a half years That's a big delay. for it to come out <laughs> in the US. But it came out with 16 games by that point. After two okay. <laughs> now here's where it gets sketchy. Because then on September the 1st, it came out in Europe. But not of 1985, 1986. Oh my God. So three and a half years, nearly. Three and a quarter years. 
since it came out in Japan, it finally came out in England and Europe. And even though the US the year before, a year before to the day almost, had had 16 games, it launched in Europe with eight. What the fuck is that about? <laughs> can you imagine now if it was like, oh, the Nintendo Switch or the PlayStation 4 Pro? Yeah, you can get that if you wait three years. Three years. Yeah. It's going to launch with less games than it launched yeah. anywhere else by the time it gets to you. <laughs> Insane. That's the time when you should have moaned about it. But we didn't. Like, I mean, we did. But that was just life. Yeah. In the pre-digital age, that was just life. True. The world was much further apart. We weren't as close in it without the internet. Yeah. You couldn't really complain. You wrote into your magazine and maybe they printed the story about it next month. <laughs> you know? Mm. Uh, Super Famicom Snares came out Japan November 21st 1990 it had two games F-Zero and Super Mario World that's it that is it like two games F-Zero was similar to this am I right? yeah this is basically them making I was actually thinking about this I was thinking what's the name of the game that was very similar to this yeah Yeah. Yeah. these were like developers like well if Nintendo aren't going to make their own F-Zero we'll do it basically Uh, in the US, it came out August 19th, 1991, the year later, with five games. Mm. Europe, we got it 1992, so only two years after its original launch. Pretty good. But with three games. Once again, going down from how many US had the year before. So two games, five games, three games. Nintendo 64 came out in Japan June the 23rd in 1996. Three games at launch. The US, September the 29th, 1996, same year now. Only two games. So somehow games disappear <laughs> months later. Europe got it March the 1st, 1997. Getting closer, six games. GameCube, we're getting more parody. Japan, September 14th, 2001. Three games again at launch, that's it. US had 12 games by November the 18th in 2001. And Europe finally got it in May the 3rd, 2002, but we got 20 games at launch for GameCube. The Wii. Now, this is where we were getting finally everything in the same year. US had it first, November the 19th. Uh, 2006, the first time the US had it before uh, Japan. Wow. Now, bear in mind, Wii was the most successful console by far that they had. Mm. 20 games at launch and Wii Sports bundled into the console. So you just got Wii Sports, everyone who had it. Yeah. Japan got it December the 2nd, 2006. Only 18 games, no Wii Sports bundled in. You had to buy it separately. Europe had it December the 8th, 2006. 19 games and Wii Sports bundled as well. Um, but on launch day, you also had the virtual console, which allowed you to play old Nintendo games on day one, and you could play between 12 to 40 more games, depending which region you're in. Hmm. So that's, accumulatively, you could have like 60 games day one of the <laughs> Wii. And this, for me, is one of the reasons why it did so well. Because it launched, it sold itself well, it was cheap, very fucking cheap, cheap to make. Anyone could buy it because it was cheap to buy. Uh, they ran out quickly, so people got up, wanted them. And then they bundled Wii Sports into all the Western countries, so everybody knew how to, what it did. Everyone understood what the console was and how yeah. to play it. Yeah. And I then th- there were so many games to play. Thinking back on it, that is what the console that literally everyone was talking about, like your grandparents, that everyone knew about it. Yeah. It was, it was just My mum still uh, has a Wii in her living room. Yeah. She doesn't use it as much, but she still uses the Wii Fit sometimes. I had to upgrade yeah. it to a Wii U for the new Wii Fit because... It made me sad seeing a Wii in <laughs> But yeah, something people still use their Wiis. Like they yeah. uh, the Wii U then uh, came out US November 18th, 2012 with 34 games. Now people forget this. 34 fucking games. A lot of digital ones, obviously. Europe November 30th, 2012, 31 games. Japan December 8th, 2012, only 11 games. Plus backwards compatible. Played all the old Wii games 
you could play on your Wii U. Um, I think even the GameCube games. I do remember that. Because I remember GameCube you could play on Wii. Yeah. Whether you could play them on Wii U, I never tried. Mm. So when you're looking at the Nintendo Switch and you've got 16 games in Japan, 9 games in the US, 22 games or 18 games as it looks now in Europe, that's a lot of games. Um, and it launched on the same day. The first time ever in Nintendo's history launched on the same day everywhere in the entire world. So it's actually, I think it was a good launch, you know, it's a ubiquitous launch. Um, there aren't that many games to play, but when you have something as big as Zelda and you've got one, two switch, that's my only problem. That should have been a pack in, then I would have been happy. You get one, two switch with the console, you have price bomber man accordingly at like 10, 20 bucks, whatever. And Zelda's your big game that you buy. Now oh, yeah. that keeps you happy until Super Mario or until Splatoon 2 or whatever, Xenoblade. Whatever other big game you want. Um, Bruno? I would like to see a game like sort of... What's Castlevania Sega? Yeah. No, Castlevania is Nintendo. Or it's Nintendo. Konami. It's Konami. Yeah. But yeah. That sort yeah, of game would be cool to play. Yes. On this. For sure. For sure. That sort of like that you have this map that you have to go through and like I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a Metroidvania. Mm. The, the problem... The problem I have is that yeah, there's no backwards compatibility with a cartridge-based console. So like you can't play any of the old games mm. and to counter that they should have the virtual console in place on day one so you sign in it's like okay cool you can buy all those snes games all those nes games nintendo 64 games which they build up a good library of on the wii and the wii u mm. not only is it's not up we don't know yet if our old games that we've bought digitally online are going to carry over like i buy my xbox one and as they work through that backwards compatibility, I'm just getting free games all the time. They just yeah. trickle through to me. All the yeah. games I bought on my 360 just keep trickling through. And I just look in my download thing and they're just there in a pile suddenly. All these games, I'm like, oh, cool. Mm. I can just now mm. download that game and play it. <laughs> um, which admittedly, it should be there to begin with. But at least they're doing something about it. You yeah. know? Mm -hmm. They now have this cool service uh, for Xbox Pass where you can, which is going to be on. It's like the Netflix for Xbox. You have over 100 games on there. You pay $10 a month or something like that and it rotates oh, yeah. and you can play whatever games you want and they don't stream they download so you get proper versions of them Nintendo's like well, there's nothing yeah. like the eShop's pretty much empty and there's no virtual console they could basically like start full on with that right yeah can you imagine a Netflix for Nintendo of here's every NES game here's every SNES game here's like all yeah. these classic Nintendo games yeah. Yeah. and you pay 25 bucks or whatever, like whatever it is like people would fucking pay for that mm. shit or you curate it I just want GameCube games you know and you can just get access to it, the entire GameCube library. And I appreciate there's licensing with third parties, which is why it's difficult for Xbox to do this backwards compatibility. Mm -hmm. um, but most games on Nintendo consoles, particularly recent ones, and not in the Wii era, there was a lot of third party shit. Mm -hmm. But like we could have all the Wii U games basically because they're all first party pretty much. They're pretty mm -hmm. much all Nintendo like own those mm -hmm. games. Mm -hmm. So why not, if I bought it before, just let me have it. Yeah. True. I don't understand. I agree. You got to take off, buddy? Yes, before you move to next subject. See you soon, guys. Thank, Thank you very you much for having me here. Where can people find you online if they want to hassle you sexually? On in which way? My <laughs> Twitter, Instagram, what do you do? Instagram, uh, everything is the same. It's Bruno Centofanti. Uh, so at the Bruno Centofanti, which is Bruno, B-R-U-N-O-C-E-N-T-O-F-A-N-T-I. There it's you very go. Simple. But actually, if you Google me, Bruno Sento, it should show Sento Fanti. Yeah. And then from there, you can find my website and all the social media. And then from that, you, you could find also 
How to Be Human, which we're working yeah. now. Are you tweeting about that stuff? So if people follow you, they, they'll get the regular updates on that film? Or do they have to follow the How to Be Human? Yeah, they have to follow How to Be Human. But uh, but just by following me as well, you can check what's happening because I'm always showing cool. what I'm doing with sound and this and this and that. Awesome. Yeah. Well, good luck with it, man. Yeah, man. Thank you so much. Have yeah. a lovely day. Thank you for joining us. Yes, and now that you're in London, we can do this more often as well. Yeah. I'm here, buddy. Great. Yeah. Good to see you, man. It's good to see you. Well good done you. for your channel. <laughs> Growing oh, constantly. Verified. Yeah, have a good dinner. Yeah. We'll see you later. Yes. I'll see text you later. You think we'd edit this stuff out, but I'm not gonna. No. <laughs> this is our sharky friend who's normally on the table, but doesn't fit right now because we have a switch gear. Um, Oh, I keep reinflating him. No problem. <laughs> All right, buddy. Let's see you later. Um, again, if you uh, for some reason zoned out at the beginning, watch, you can head over to YouTube and watch the video version of this podcast. Um, Chris, you have now inherited a microphone. Oh, there you go, buddy. Uh oh. All for you. <laughs> so, before we get into the actual games, because that's really what it's about. It's like, if it's a system, it's got to be like other games worth playing. Um, let's just quickly say the other thing for me. So we talked about what consoles launch with what games, but this is also a handheld console. It's not a regular console. So I can hear people might be arguing, well, yeah, fair enough, but how does it match up against other handhelds? So let's look at the last two handhelds, notable handhelds, mm -hmm. Nintendo 3DS and the PS Vita. Yeah. And for me, this is closest to the PS Vita in terms of what it's doing. Mm -hmm. But Nintendo 3DS launched in Japan February 26, 2011 with eight games. Europe, March 25th, 2011, with 12 games, and US, March 27th, 2011, with 16 games. So, similar to what is going on here. Mm -hmm. uh, PS Vita launched in Japan December 17th, 2011, with 25 games. Ooh. Now, I find this figure really hard to believe, but this is the official thing on Wikipedia, and it tells you all the games, and I checked through them as much as I could to make mm. sure they're accurate. It does seem like they are, but I know Vita was dry with games for a long time, yeah. but a lot of them are little digital weird games. Okay. Loads of digital weird games. Because mm -hmm. in Europe, the PS Vita launched on February 22nd, 2012 with 32 games. And then US February 22nd, 2012 with 29 games. So yeah, it's not got as much as PS Vita. <laughs> that is sure. Um, yeah. And not as much original content. There was a lot of cool indie. Now to be fair, Nintendo Switch has announced a ton of indie games coming. Some are new, just for Switch. A whole bunch aren't. And we're not going to go through that. Another podcast will talk about the future of Switch. Yeah. Let's just deal with the present right now. Okay. So, we've talked a bit about what it is. Let's talk a little bit about the games. And then at the end, we'll just say if we think it wins you know, as a console and as a handheld, is it mm -hmm. successful? So, Chris, you've played a bit of pretty much all the games, um, or at least seen most of them. Uh huh. What aren't you liking? What are you liking? The big one is obviously Zelda. Yeah. So let's talk about that at the end. Okay. Um... So we've, we've played, what was the cute one called? Snipperclips. Snipperclips. Yeah, I, that was just an amazing experience, like gaming experience. Playing that in a, a group or a party, that's going to be a winner. Um, it's really great couch co-op for just two people as yeah. well. Just like, I could, I could easily spend a whole night playing that with Katie. Just, just, yeah. just laughing and figuring out puzzles. And it's pretty tough. Like it wasn't just, it was not a walk. And it's, what, it what instantly makes you laugh as well. They, the animations and the, the sound effects, the little voices. It's just, yeah, I, I loved that. that yeah. That's a good game. So we're um, both definitely recommending Stipper Clips. 
Oh, yeah. Um, I'm not going to recommend Just Dance or Skylanders. No. Um, and you can buy them everywhere else, so I don't even see the point. Yeah. Um, one, two, switch. Do you recommend this? Yep. I, it should have come with the console as a way to teach you how to use it. Getting used to the the way you can unclip everything and use the the um, what are they called the Joy-Con. Um, it's it actually serves as a great tutorial for using the Joy-Con, so I don't see why it didn't come with the console. But the actual the game itself, um, it's really interesting. I, I I that that ball game where you're trying to count the balls and you can hear the vibrations, you can feel yeah, the vibrations. That new system they they have is uh, really clever, um, and the other one where you've got a, a treasure chest, a pirate's treasure chest, and you're trying to unwind a chain around it, yeah. And using the the Joy Cons, like actually spinning them all the way around and like just unraveling this virtual chain, that's really cool. You got it's, as well like the wizard wand one. I'm gonna yeah, be cutting out hopefully fun. clips of the games right now. Yeah, just talking about them. Um, because, yeah, we have a little bit of footage, dumb footage of us playing. Yeah, the wizard one's pretty fun. Uh, then you got the spinning plates one. That's cool, yeah. Which I kind That's of like. It's <laughs> kind of dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you got, yeah, you got to like try and bash it out of each other's hands. And that was kind of fun because you are interacting with each other, which yeah. is cool. Uh, you've got the safe cracker one. Where you've got to really use the intonation. That's, to the, that's awesome as well. The Joy-Con. Yeah. There's table tennis. Which is a weird yeah, one. Yeah, that's really funny. <laughs> uh, but that one does actually work pretty well. Yeah. Still, even though it... I mean, it doesn't work in terms of a serious game. It keeps on like, oh, you hit the net. And you're like, it's what the fuck? the net? <laughs> <laughs> there is no net. Um, yeah, does, did you say the eating the food one? Mm. That one's hilarious. Completely awesome dumb. as well, yeah. Uh, milking, the, <laughs> milking the cow, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Which is... Very rude. The most ridiculous <laughs> thing I think anyone's ever done with their hands. <laughs> And um, then I think we need to mention the demonic baby. Oh, the demonic baby. Oh, my God. Hopefully <laughs> right now, yeah, there's, there's a clip up of Bruno nursing his That was amazing. Baby. He was, was dancing good. around with it, which wasn't helping. Um, it's just so dumb. That's the worst game, I think, yeah. <laughs> on this thing. But it's so weird that it's, when you, you get a little baby and you've got to take the, the whole controller out of dock and you got to hold it like a baby and kind of rock it to sleep and then place it down there's something about his face when it's crying that's just really his terrifying eyes are weird and blurry yeah the design of this game is just horrible um then yeah there's a dueling with pistols one mm-hmm. um and then uh, that was last night when he just kept setting foot with oh foot. that was pretty funny actually <laughs> so good that was pretty funny <laughs> um what else was there i thought there was something else that was funny um hang on let me get these up I was trying to find the price as well for snippet clips. Um, but yeah, there's 28 games on one two switch. Um, which and there's is, like dice and stuff and the samurai. And yeah, the dice is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, again, just to show you what the technology does, which is nice. The soda shake. Yeah, that's that, that's good, great for a party. Um, shaving, you said. Yeah, that's good. So did you say that one already? Nope. Oh, okay, shaving. That was so funny last night when it didn't register your... Yeah, it doesn't register so my face. I'm thinking on my <laughs> head. Shaving up here. <laughs> um, and baseball. That was a big one. That's um, cool. That, that could work really well. It's just weird not getting used to it. Yeah, really. I've seen a lot of people moan about that one, but I actually think oh, it's really? pretty fun. I quite like that one. Uh, you just got to take some time and get some more distance between you and then listen to the sounds, and it works actually pretty well. Yeah. It's satisfying when it does happen. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm with you. Like, Let's recommend Snipper Clips. Um, obviously, we're going to recommend Zelda, and we'll explain why in a minute. Mm. Uh, one, two, switch. 
I I think this is a, a must-have if you're on a Switch. I'm just annoyed that you have to pay so much for it. Yeah. Like, I don't even mind if you have to pay if it's not packing, but not $50. No. It's crazy. No, it's not fair. And then for me, Super Bomberman, but it's just so expensive. Like, I would say wait on Bomberman because mm. you don't need it day one. You've got Zelda, you've got other stuff. I would say buy Snipper Clips, download that. Yeah. Buy Zelda, buy 1-2 Switch. You're good. Yeah. Um, buy the Pro Controller. Yeah. And uh, you don't need the extra charging dock for the controller because you've got a pro controller. You're not going to mm. use the charging dock for your Joy-Cons. Um, maybe when you get Bomberman, buy some more pro uh, Joy-Cons, but you don't need them day one. Yeah. Um, so honestly, if you buy the Switch, buy the pro controller, buy those three games. Um, if you're intending to take it on the go a lot, buy a charging plug for the tablet itself so it doesn't have to be in a dock to charge. Yeah. And then you're pretty good. I think you got everything you need. Um, there's plenty of other accessories to buy, but you don't need them all straight away. There's okay. also a Joy-Con charging grip as well. Um, sorry, Joy-Con, yeah, Joy-Con charging grip. There's a Joy-Con comfort grip as well, which is like oh. a cheaper, squishier version of this. There's a dock for Joy-Con charging, which comes out on 31st March in US, 29th of March in UK. Um, yeah, there's, there's a whole lot of stuff. Did you see um, there was this it went trending just after the release of the console because obviously companies want to get in on uh, the ways you can actually design and like make your own console unique. Obviously, you put like a skin on your PS4 and your Xbox. Yeah. So a, a company came in wanting to put like they've been researching. They've had their review co review copies of the console for a couple of weeks now, and they've been uh, trying to uh, create the skins like so they it would be, like they'd be released at a similar time. Right. Okay. Um, it doesn't work. Like, oh, really? don't stick anything on your console because it will rip the. It will take off the actual paint. Oh shit! The um, it's not reacting well with any kind of adhesives. Oh so shit! That's what the company's having an issue with right now. Okay, yeah, because I saw some skins on Amazon when I was looking at stuff, and I nearly thought about it for a second just because I had that <laughs> day one fever of I want to buy everything yeah. that you can get. Um, it was a, it was really nice of that know. company to do that though because obviously some companies are going to just sell it anyway and not care. But yeah, this company came out completely honest, saying that we're not going to sell any products because we really don't want to cause any issue and we we uh, we need to make it people aware that if they stick anything to their console, then they could potentially just be yeah tearing it away at the oh, paint. That's good them, at least then. Yeah, own up to that. Um, and then yeah, fast RMX. Um, it's a great racing game. So I would suggest that as well. You got Super Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, whatever it's yeah, called, coming. coming out next month um, or yeah. at the end of this month even. Um, so you may not need fast RMX. Like Super Mario Kart is a superb racer, but they are different styles. So I would say pick which one of those you're going to want. Mm. But definitely Snipper Clips, definitely Zelda, and definitely want to switch. And then Super Bomberman wants it to come down in price because it will buy it second yeah. hand somewhere or something that in will. a few months' time. Um, so let's talk about Zelda briefly. Now, I don't want to still overrun too long mm. with the show. But, holy fucking shit. Yeah. <laughs> this game so this game is everywhere right now. People are yeah. going absolutely crazy for it. And there's good reason. Uh, you don't get Zelda games that often. The Wii U was the first Nintendo console ever to not have um, a new, uh -huh. a brand new propriety yeah. Zelda for it. It had Twilight Princess, but that was already out on mm -hmm. the Wii. Um, it was also the only console not to have a variety Mario. There were a lot of Mario games, but not like a oh, 3D wow. one like Odyssey that's coming or Sunshine or Galaxy. Um, this is... Now, obviously people have different opinions on Zelda games, but this mm -hmm. game has had so many 10s 
So many tens. Unbelievably, a huge amount of tens. Yeah. People calling it the greatest game Nintendo has ever made. Yeah. It's been one of the official quotes uh, from a fairly large critic. I forget which one now. Um, and it's essentially is what it was sort of looked like. It is mm. if you imagine Zelda. It's got a little bit of the Wind Waker style. It's got a little bit of Ocarina of Time style, sort of mixed them together. So you've got yeah. sort of cell-shaded Ocarina of Time thing. Yeah. Um, and then you mix it in with a bit of, of Skyrim, really. Yeah. Yeah, it is that kind of feel. Yeah. Um, huge open world, really stunningly beautiful. You can go to the final boss almost straight away at the beginning of the game. Yeah. I would not advise it. <laughs> um, and a million things to miss. Like the great fun with this game is that it's been out for a while now. Critics have had it for a while now. Mm-hmm. And they've spent hundreds of hours with it. Yeah. And you watch them playing together and they're showing each other still things they didn't realize you could do. Like riding in your shields or mm. finding that character who gives you this thing. Or, you know what, I don't want to say, we're not going to do any spoilers yeah. here. Just no. to be clear. <laughs> um, but there's so many little details in this game that you could easily miss. That makes it really exciting for a Zelda game. Yeah. Uh, what's your history of Zelda? Have you played? Many? I. It's one of my favorite gaming experiences playing Zelda games. Like Ocarina of Time, back when I was dreaming every day of getting an N64. I never did, but my cousin did. So we were playing and switching the controllers just every every interval and. That was such an amazing experience. I remember just even before it was released, I um I was just looking at the magazines, just reading about it, everything I could. Um, but that Ocarina of Time was an amazing experience, and then uh, later on from that, Wind Waker was another one that uh, really did uh, hit me as just such a great game. Uh, Wind Waker's like it's been so in beautiful. my favorite games of all time yeah. for quite a while. And that's been a bit, I think, a big question for a lot of people. Is like, there are the people who think Ocarina's the best game of all time, mm. or one of them, the best Zelda release. People think Wind Waker. Some people um, think uh, Majora's Mask. Not that many, but they're a very passionate, smaller crowd. Yeah. Not really many for Twilight Princess, and not really no. many for um, Skyward Sword. No. Um, was that what did I say that before Skyward Sword? Ooh, I get no. <laughs> um, Yeah, not so many for those two. No. Um, I love the art design of Skyward Sword, but the tutorial at the beginning bored the crap out of me, so yeah. I didn't go that far into it. Yeah. Twilight Princess, I didn't like him turning into the wolf. I might be more open to it now, but at the time mm. it wasn't jiving with me. I've always been a Wind Waker man. That's always been my yeah. favorite Zelda by a long way. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, the HD version on Wii U is so cool. Like, oh, it's so cool. Good. Um, but this game, it's like, I'm not far enough in it yet to say, but it could very easily usurp yeah. Wind Waker for me. I, I love it. I um I played a few hours last night, didn't yep. I? Um, it was just it's one of those games where they come every few years, really, and you, I I could easily set aside this whole week and just play that game. Yeah, <laughs> I don't get that feeling very often recently, but like that game specifically, it's just yeah, it's awesome. So uh, we were talking about this a bit off mic, and I want to like get into it now. Um, What's interesting with this game is like it came out in a month for me where yeah, I was losing some steam on video games and then Resident mm. Evil 7 came out and I loved it and I played that all the way through yeah. even though the last third is crap. I've been playing a lot of that. I tried, um, I've been playing Horizon which is very similar to mm. Zelda in many ways in terms of yeah. and arrows, big beautiful open world, hunting, yeah. gathering. Um, it's, and sort of these guardian sort of creatures that are sort of robotic. Horizon, so this thing, Zelda is a beautiful, beautiful game. And you're playing, you're like, this is beautiful. That opening when you first walk to the edge yeah. and you look over the world. And then you jump to Horizon, <laughs> particularly when it's running off the Pro in 4K. Yeah. 
it's insane. Like that Horizon is probably the best looking game I've ever played in my entire life. It's stunning. It's so beautiful. The animation is silky smooth. And I yeah. started thinking, well, what if Zelda looked like this? It would have been just mm. mind blowing. But in some ways, it might make it worse. We just got Wildlands through today, the Ghost Recon game. Mm. And we were playing about that. That's also a big open world game. Mm-hmm. What is it about one of these games that what is for you, Chris, who you say like you got less and less time at the moment? Mm. What makes you say, if I had Zelda, I could spend a week just playing that? Yeah. Rather than Horizon or Wildlands or whatever else? Um, oh, that's a difficult question, it really is. Um, I, I think with Wildlands, I am going to really love that, playing multiplayer. I think the reason Zelda sticks out is more of the... I guess it's like a painted style to it. It's It's like it's... um. With Wildlands, it's aiming for realism, and sometimes when you play a game, you don't really want to see realism all the time. Like all the, it's the PS4 and it's the classic PS4 and Xbox One battle. Like they're always searching for the best like uh, visuals. But with Zelda, they are more about just making the world colorful and just painted and beautiful. I don't know what it is. I I really can't explain. It. <laughs> no, I agree because I, I was thinking about it a lot. Like I'm. I'd play Horizon, and I'd, uh, I really like Horizon. I think it's a really, really good game. It's so beautiful, yeah. Um, I think the gameplay is fantastic. The story is interesting. Katie's playing way more of it, and she's had some problems, but we'll report on him next week, I think. Um, but uh, I don't want to go back to it as much. And part of it, I think, is just because it's based around Tomb Raider Far Cry-style-isms, which yeah. are baked into so many games nowadays, and I'm kind of getting bored of them. Yeah. And I'm not a big third-person fan. I prefer first-person. So if I'm going to do that, mm. I'd rather wait for another Far Cry. Yeah. Um, so it's partly that. And Zeldas don't come around very often. So I haven't played one in a while. So even though it's doing a lot of the same stuff, I haven't had to do that in a while. Yeah. But I think, like you say, in a weird way, putting in... And I'm not in any way saying the team and Zelda didn't put in as much work as the team on Horizon. <laughs> but Horizon's just factually so much more impressive visually. It technically is far more of a so there are so many more yeah. details that have to be added to that world to make it work yeah um, I think the effort in Zelda goes into different places yeah Horizon. so I think it's equal amount of effort but in visuals mm. definitely more effort went into Horizon yeah but it's it's sometimes a drawback looking that good I think it is and I think you're mm. right like it feels sometimes a bit oppressive because there's so much detail yeah. Zelda Breath of the Wild is welcoming and that's really the word yeah. I'm landing on it's as soon as you see that world open up on that on the just from the intro and you know you can go to all those places and you see how it's just those colors as well just it's just so beautiful and you just want to go and explore yeah and uh, i was walking around last night while you were sitting there editing and i i said that i the world i was really scared that this game was going to seem like you're going from place to place and it was just empty in between yeah it really felt like that could be a risk but they've managed to, not like crazily, but they've managed to keep the world feeling like it's alive, like with the, the fish and the, the, the birds flying overhead. And the, I found a fox last night. And yeah, that was cute. And then I was walking past this rock, and then this massive rock just came to oh, life. Oh, yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> but just, yeah, there's yeah. All, yeah, there's all these little things that you don't expect. Yeah. And there's less of them maybe than Skyrim or whatever else. Yeah. But it makes them more special. Because mm. it's not bare bones like Shadow of the Colossus or something like that. It is... There's life all around the world. Yeah. 
but no there's not teaming 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 life and i know no. some people have complained about that and yeah. that's fine if you yeah. want your life you want your world more teaming <laughs> with stuff then there yeah. are other games where it will be more mm-hmm. um but for me this is a really nice balance of it's not oppressive mm. but it's constantly welcome and inviting yeah to, to go to different places on the horizon and no pun intended <laughs> um check out what's going on um so the question is going to be at the end of this, Chris, which we don't answer now, but is it enough for you? Because you keep saying like you're thinking of buying a Switch. Mm. You don't really have much time for games anyway. No. <laughs> Zelda's almost drawn you in enough to convince you just for Zelda, like a system seller, which is very rare these days. Day uh, one launch, a system seller. It's so difficult to... <sighs> so let's very quickly then wrap this up because we do need to get into uh, releases and box office. Yeah. The Nintendo Switch, does it work as a console? Um, what are the benefits of having Nintendo Switch to anything else on the console? Mm-hmm. You dock it. Yep. It can play 1080p, 60 frames per second, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. How do you feel? Like, is there a reason to buy this on the console level that sets itself out from anything else? Um, I mean, for me personally, with gaming recently, I found that I get, I've just been really frustrated with the up, updates and everything going on with um, like Xbox and PS4, but with this one, I feel like I would spend more time playing it because the time that I play games is late at night, and recently, because I've been just so tired, I've been just going to bed and with a laptop resting on my, just resting on me, I'm just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> just completely Yeah, don't do sleepy. that, the warmth from the laptop's really bad for you. Is it? Like, yeah, 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 you should <laughs> oh, get God. it near your stomach and stuff. Okay, um, the, um, so, I mean, I could exchange the laptop for that. Well, no, but no, no, no. But that's what I'm saying. As a console, not as a handheld. Like playing it on a screen. As oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Um, Is there a benefit? So I think you're touching mm, on something for a second when you said updates. Like you just put the little card in, you can play straight away. Yeah, that's what I was also. Yeah, that is a benefit. Yeah. Um, But I don't know about online and people and stuff like friends. Like they're still got fucking friend. What do you call them? Friend invite numbers where you have to mm. do that long, stupid string of numbers you have to do when you. Oh yeah, no. (laughs) Like I don't know how commutative it is with your community no i don't think i'd as a console not, a not so much as a handheld yes okay <laughs> no but that's 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 the point i think i'm getting at is as a console it's purely down to the games at yeah. the moment it's got zelda yeah and that's nothing the else game. is really worth it as a console no. i don't think um as a handheld does it like and, and also as a console it fails going up against everything else that's out there like mm. it's not future proof in any way whatsoever it's already less powerful than not only the ps4 pro but the ps4 yeah. <laughs> like that's like it's which is just bizarre but it does do some different things like the amiibo um we did forget to say with zelda all of the oh, zelda yeah. amiibos actually all amiibos do stuff with zelda the regular ones will just give you some meat or fish or whatever fall from the sky yeah Zelda amiibos will make chests fall from the sky as well with random yeah. gifts inside them. And then there are a few special ones that I won't spoil what they do. Um, although we spoiled one already, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> but there are a few special ones which do do uh, yeah, extra special things and change the game a little bit. Mm. And that was a bit of a problem for me in terms of the way they change the game. It's really cool. Yeah. But they're kind of locking you out of it. So you've got to go buy this rare amiibo for whatever stupid money it is now because everyone's bought them. Yeah, it's crazy that they went to the effort of adding that into the game just purely for people who've yep. bought that. <laughs> Which I think is fantastic yeah. if you can afford to then go yeah. buy those amiibos. If you can't, that kind of sucks. Yeah. Because that's a very different way to play the game with some of these things that the amiibos give you. Mm. Um, but anyway, it is there, so do be aware of that. Um, 
but yeah, so it's, it's a console that's underpowered. It's got not many benefits to it. The controllers are expensive and not as good as the other controllers, I don't think, still. Mm-hmm. It's a party game. I'm sure there might be stuff in the future that's cool. But it's really just, well, there's Zelda on it. So that's, that's the reason to yeah, buy it. Yeah, that's the only reason that I'm looking at it at the moment. Um, but then there's a handheld, then. You've got to place it against iPads. Because yeah. it is a tablet, basically. Doesn't do all the stuff they do. No. Doesn't have apps on it. Doesn't have internet browsers. Can't no. check your emails. Can't go to your social medias. Um, so is there a point to that? No, like it fails, I think, next to a tablet. It does, other than yeah. it can play proper games, which is great. Yeah. So then you look at it next <laughs> to a Vita. I owned a Vita. I've owned 3DS. I've owned a DS, I think. I own a tablet. Mm. I don't use any of them. No. I don't like taking things on the go with me. I just don't. I just don't yeah. do it. I play an experience on one of them and I realize it's not the experience I want from a game, which is a premium experience. Mm-hmm. Where this interests me is this, I think I would take with me. Yeah. This, I'm like now, like if I have a Switch with me in my bag on a plane, I will play that because it's a proper premium gaming experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. And I'm interested where I'll be in a year's time from now. Did I really play it handheld or did it just stay in its dock and work as an really other console? It, it but. just really depends on the games. Yeah, because like at the moment, yeah, there's no Netflix, there's no uh, YouTube or internet browser or that kind of stuff. If they had that added in, it would be so great to take that on the go. Um, but yeah, like you're saying, on the plane, that'd be great. Yeah, with your favorite game. But, it, but again, it needs to have the games. So Zelda at the moment is the only one that I can think I'd take on the go. Is that exciting? Because yeah, yeah I mean, Bomb that's, Man that's and everything else you could be playing on your Vita or whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but that is a question because otherwise and I think it's easy to get confused with this system mm. of oh but it does these other stuff I was like yeah but how are you going to use it because yeah. if it's just sitting there like a console and you don't really take it out of its dock it's not really much better than the Wii U like it's a little bit mm. the graphics are a little bit crisper yeah. things are a little bit you know, more heightened <laughs> but really you might as well stuck with your Wii U there's not yeah. a big enough difference for this if you're going to take it on the go that's the only way you're going to get more of a benefit out of it mm-hmm. um and that's, yeah, we've got to find out. We've got to find out, does it yeah. do that or not? For me, it's got the best chance of any handheld yet, for sure, for me yeah. to take it on the go and play games. Have they, have they said anything about the future of, of the games? <laughs> um, yeah, there's, I mean, they have with a lot of indie, they have with some, like, they're still banking on Mario Odyssey, like, selling titles, okay. I think. Yeah. No, there's some good games coming, for sure. Cool. i tell you what my problem with it is, Chris. I want to take this... Mm-hmm. So I fly quite a bit and I go back and forth to America quite a bit. Yeah. I would take this with me yeah. on the plane. Mm. But when I get to my hotel room, I want to hook this up to a TV. Yeah. This, oh. is, this is my thing. Mm. This is my big problem with the Switch. I want to take it handheld, be on my plane, not have to take the dock, not have to take all the wires, not have to take all that shit with me. Yeah. And then I want to get to a hotel room and be able to pair this with a TV. Now, whether that's for a little USB stick that it came with that's internal on this and you get one to plug in TV, whether it's just a fucking HDMI port out yeah, that ex- allows you to plug it in. I thought that would be... No, nothing. No. <laughs> so if I take this with me, it's great for the plane, but then when I get, you know, for a few weeks in America or longer, I don't have my Switch with me. No. Because I can't play it on the TV, so I'm always going to be playing handheld. Mm. And I'll be honest, it does cramp me a little bit. Like yeah. for long, sustained periods of time, I don't know how yeah. comfortable that is. So that's a big problem for me because then it means it's just a handheld then when I'm out traveling. I can't hook it up to a TV and just play it once we settle somewhere. Yeah. And that, I think, is going to be the death of it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I'm obviously going to play Zelda and I'm going to play Mario. Yeah. You know? so. <laughs> so I think it depends what you want. It does, yeah. It depends how you're going to play the game. If you think you're just going to leave it at home, I can't recommend the Switch right now. I can't. Unless you, unless you love a, Zelda enough. As a console, it, it's just purely for Zelda right now. And yeah. I'm not... I, I, just, I, I love Zelda so much, but I don't know. That's, it's really annoying. Well, that's a question then, Chris. Mm. You've spent a couple of days with it. Are you, are you going to go and buy the Switch? No. I mean, uh, right, right now, I, time-wise, I, I, I'm scared <laughs> I would put too much time <laughs> into that game. Okay. But money-wise as well... If, if you had a better the, schedule, though, do you think you would? Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe. I, I would have to have the Pro Controller. Mm-hmm. So that would be an extra 60 quid. Um, it's just trying to justify it for one game, really, and that's, that's It is tough. a lot of money for one game. Yeah. It is a lot of money for one game. If you already own a Wii U, by the way, the Zelda Breath of the Wild is out on the Wii U. Um, it isn't quite as pretty. You can see comparison videos online if you want to check how much. Draw distance isn't as good. as a few effects that aren't in there. Okay. Sound apparently takes a hit, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, but it is ostensibly the same game. Okay. So I, you can keep it and play on the Wii U. Um, mm. Obviously, the Switch is the premium version of that game. Yeah. Not by a lot. <laughs> so there we go. Um, I think we're going to need more time with this console. Yeah. To really be able, we'll be talking about it obviously over the coming weeks as more and more stuff comes out. I'll keep trying to cover as much as possible, give more review impressions. But at the moment, I I, I love it. Um, mm. But it just depends how you're going to use the console. It does, yeah. We'll see in a year how it's doing. Exactly. I am worried for Nintendo. I will say that. Yeah, me too. I think they've pitched something that is too premium. I think for parents, it's kind of scary because it comes apart into too many pieces. You've got to add, add these shoulder buttons to it, as well as the Joy-Cons, as well as the screen. There's yeah. too many things to break or lose. They're too expensive to replace. I'm glad they listened and they tried to make it feel more premium than the Wii U, but I think that's going to work against them in a weird way because it's got to be quite expensive to make. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like it's sold out right now but I think they kind of forced that to happen by not making enough <laughs> um, so I don't know I'm worried for them I am mm. um, I don't know if this is going to be enough there's not enough third party support right now as well it's uh, true yeah we'll see. we'll see but there's not really any big third party games at launch which is strange mm-hmm. I think there'll be a Battlefield 1 or something like that you know yeah okay that was a switch coverage. We're going to move now into a little section. We'd like to call Chris Pratt. Give us some money. Oh, yeah. These are releases. Um, we're going to get produced really quickly. In the US, uh, in the cinema, on the 10th of March, you can go see Raw. Uh, this is a crazy film. People are throwing up at the trailer for this. Really? It's a cannibal film from France, I think. Oh. Directed by Julia Ducourneau, starring Garant Marillier, Ella Rumpf, and Rabba Ney Ufella. Every week, the names get harder <laughs> for me to pronounce. <laughs> When a young vegetarian undergoes a carnivorous hazing ritual at vet school, an, un, uh, an unbidden taste for meat begins to grow in her. Uh, yeah, this film <laughs> looks fucking crazy. <laughs> Highly recommend it. Um, US on the 10th of March as well. Personal Shopper comes out. Uh, directed by Olivia Assayas, who directed Clouds of Seals Maria, Summer Hours, and Paris Chetem, or one of the Paris Chetems. Starring Kristen Stewart, Lars Edinger, and Sigrid Buaziz. Jesus, come on. Uh, revolves around a ghost story that takes place in the fashion underworld of Paris. Uh, I've actually got tickets to go to this next week. 
with a Q&A with the director. Oh, cool. I'll send you details in case you want to come. Thank you. Kong Skull Island, directed by Jordan Vote Roberts, who directed The Kings of Summer, You're the Worst, and it looks like mm. he's going to be directing the upcoming Metal Gear Solid movie. Whoa. Uh, starring Tom Hiddleston, Samuel L. Jackson, Brie Larson, John C. Riley, and John Goodman. <laughs> what a fucking car. Yeah. <laughs> so many people in that movie. A team of explorers and soldiers travel to an uncharted island in the Pacific, unaware that they're crossing into the domain of monsters, including the mythic Kong. Yeah. I don't know trailers for this look so much fun yeah um, I'm going to see this in a few days I'm very excited awesome um, yeah and that director's great Kings of Summer is a great film yeah and he this this is the lead in film to the Godzilla vs. King Kong movie is coming out 2020 Ooh. I think so there might even be a little Godzilla maybe at the end or something so that's else. why they um, increased his size yeah they had to make <laughs> Kong big enough it's all the other monsters in this film as well like did you see the third trailer for it the new one uh, maybe I might have done I'll show you off this it's fucking crazy <laughs> uh, in the UK we were also getting Kong Skull Island but a day earlier and then on the 10th we're getting L at last directed by Paul Verhoeven who did Robocop Basic Instinct Starship Troopers Total Recall Starring Isabel Huber, uh, Lauren Lafitte, and Charles Berlin. It's about an unsuccessful businesswoman who gets caught up in a game of cat and mouse as she tracks down the unknown man who raped her. Um, this one's meant to be great. The Love Witch, which was showing at the cinema we shot our feature film in. Uh, directed by Anna Biller, starring Samantha Robinson, Jeffrey Vincent Paris, and Laura Waddle. This is a modern-day witch uses spells and magic to get men to fall in love with her in a tribute to 1960s pop, pulp novels and Technicolor melodramas. It looked very weird. <laughs> uh, and the film that I put on here, because posters around London, and this looks fucking dreadful. It's a film called IT. As in IT, like tech. Yeah. Directed by John Moore, who directed Behind Enemy Lines, Max Payne, if you remember that mm -hmm. video game adaptation, the Omen remake and A Good Day to Die Hard, the fourth or no, the fifth Die Hard movie. Yeah. The really bad one. <laughs> Starring Pierce Brosnan, if everyone remembers him, uh, Jason Barry, sorry, Pierce, Karen Moscow, <laughs> and Anna Friel. Listen to this synopsis. So these are all yeah. the official ones of IMDb that I take. Now, the other ones you may have noticed are like one sentence because they're pretty confident. Listen to this Mike Regan has everything he could ever want. A beautiful family and a top-of-the-line smart house. The company he owns is on the verge of changing flight leasing forever. That is, until the relationship with his IT advisor turns nasty. To the point where his teenage daughter is being stalked and his family is under attack through every technological facet of their lives. <laughs> well, <laughs> unbelievably bad. Uh, but then that's a movie you could go see. <laughs> Um, on Blu-ray, the UK is getting American Pastoral, which is Ewan McGregor's uh, feature film, uh, with also Jennifer Connelly. Uh, it is a mixed bag. Doctor Strange is out on Blu-ray, and Serial Experiments Lane, which is a classic anime series, that's out on Blu-ray. Mm. In the USA, on March the 7th, they're getting Jackie on Blu-ray, um, which is fantastic, highly recommend it. Mona, the new Disney film. Uh, Trespassed Against Us, Man Down, and a great anime which I'm looking forward to watching from production IG called Miss Hokusai. Um, so, Christopher, mm -hmm. we do like to pick what people should be watching. There's, a, there's quite a lot of stuff coming out. What at the cinemas would you see? Raw, Personal Shopper, Kong, L, The Love Witch. Genuinely, these are all great films. Uh, for me, it'd be Kong. Kong. Yeah, that, That's that your pick. lineup. Is, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I think Kong's going to be so much fun. I, mean, I haven't watched the trailer yet for Personal Shopper, but I'm intrigued by that because it's a ghost mm. story um, from an art director. But I'm going to have to say... Oh, I am excited for Kong, but I'm going to have to say Raw just because it looks insane. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm a little bit scared. <laughs> um, and then what Blu-ray would you be purchasing? Uh, Doctor Strange. I haven't seen it yet. Um, I would recommend Jackie. Jackie's great. Cool. Um, I didn't think game releases this week. I just realized I failed. Um, but Ghost Recon Wildlands just came out. Um, as did Capcom vs. Marvel 3 on Xbox One. Um, anything else out this week other than we'll switch stuff? Um, um, let me just double check. I haven't missed anything before we nearly get on out of here. US release dates. Here we go. What date are we today? Uh, 7th. Oh, Neo Automata. I uh, came out as a new game for Platinum Games just for PS4. Uh, Megan um, did a oh, review for that. Yeah. That looked really good, actually. Cool. Oh, and of course, Lego Worlds comes out uh, today, actually. Oh, wow. Tomorrow. Uh, I think in UK on the 10th. Um, yeah, that game looks pretty cool. Mm. Uh, it looks like this Minecraft meets Lego. <laughs> and it says here Wild is coming out on the PS4 on the 14th. Is that true? Really? You remember Wild? They showed that E3 oh, ages ago. Yeah. That one by from the creator Rayman Didn't and Bianca and Evil. Yeah. I don't believe that's coming out. Let me just check, let me just check this bullshit. That seems crazy. Then that list is incorrect. Uh, but the other games are definitely coming out. Cause I, yeah. No, I don't think that's I don't think that's correct. It can't be. It hasn't been spoken about since. Really. No, <laughs> and that's a that's a big game. I'm looking forward to that game. It had that sexy snake lady. It's got bears you can ride. Yeah. Yeah, that cool. No, that game is not coming out on that date. No. Um, yeah, I, w- I would... Uh, well, fuck, I've already forgotten the games I just said. I'm quite excited for LEGO Worlds, actually. Um, and uh, Wildlands? Yeah, Wildlands. I, I was so excited about this movie. This movie? This game. <laughs> um, until I played it last E3, yeah. and I really didn't like it. Playing it today a bit with, with you, I, it could be great. Um, be. Particularly because it seems to have drop in, drop out co-op. Multiplayer could world. be awesome with that, yeah. Yeah. So if you, me, and Nooch want to play mm. some of that, that would be great. Yeah. Hey, Nooch. Not sure if you're listening. Nooch. <laughs> um, but yeah, if we could play that, that would be cool. But we hit some huge. I issues haven't. Yeah, I haven't seen issues like that for a few years. <laughs> we loaded it up, and within the first few minutes of the game, if not minute it just started the frame rate slowed to you a crawl there were ghosts of my actual character yeah the hood was like flying around it was yep. weird and then it just crashed <laughs> and i had to reboot and then it did yeah. it again yeah uh, i, I thought maybe later. after one, the first time maybe it was just just a random one but no seeing it happen twice in a row not too much time in between that's not a good sign and i don't know if that's because now to be fair to the game we did seem to be having troubles with the internet on our Xbox at that point. Yeah, it could um, be which I think was an Xbox thing, Microsoft yeah. problem. So it could be that because it's progress- you're online pretty much the whole time in that game for drop in, drop out co op. Yeah. That something happened with the online that fucked it up. I don't know. It could but be. If it affects the game that badly, you think there should That's be some seamless way yeah. of, oh, now you're offline. And it should just pop up and say, you're offline right now. We'll bring mm. you back on as soon as we're back or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> that was not good. No. Not a good look. 
Um, but kind of excited about that game. Yeah. All right, Christopher Straver. Mm-hmm. All right, if there was a weird little stutter there, it's because <laughs> our battery ran out on our camera because we've been going too long to just race through uh, the weekend actuals for the box office. This is uh, from March the 3rd to the 5th. At number 20 is I Am Not Your Negro. That's a movie. Number 19, A United Kingdom. At number 18, Mona. Number 17, Table 19. Number 16, A Dog's Purpose. Uh, number 15, Split. Number 14, Lion. Number 13, Moonlight. Number 12, Rock Dog. Number 11, Fist Fight. Number 10, La La Land. Number 9, Fifty Shades Darker. Stop going to see that film. <laughs> Number 8, The Great Wall. Stop going to see that film. <laughs> 7, Hidden Figures. 6, Before I Fall. 5, John Wick, Chapter 2. And the top 4 films at the moment of last weekend was the Lego Batman movie at number 4. The Shack at number three. I don't know much about The Shack. What is that? Rada Mitchell, Sam Worthington. It's a drama. Oh, I don't know that one. Hmm. Uh, number two was Get Out, um, which has been... Everyone's been going crazy for this very strange yeah. horror movie. And uh, number one, of course, Logan. Cool. Which uh, made a weekend gross of $88.5 million. <laughs> proving that R-rated movies do work. Mm. Uh, we talked about Logan last week on the podcast, um, so you can go for a non-spoiler and then spoiler review for me and Allison at the tail end of that podcast, 65, if you missed it. Oh, thank you for sticking with us. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, if you want to head over, so we're going to be restructuring everything, all of our podcasts. Uh, we do have too many going up right now. We have a horror week leads, which are starting this Friday with Nightmare on Elm Street. We've just finished Friday the 13th. Um, we have Twin Peaks about to start warming us up into the new series of Twin Peaks and we'll then take you through that show. We also have Hollywood and Wine, which is a new one that Adrian's just started, which uh, we're going to be affiliated with. We have a Danny Boyle one, which is just wrapping up mm. right now, special cast on all of Danny Boyle's films leading up to Trainspotting 2's release on March 17th in America. Um, and then we have this regular one. Then we're doing some specials. We're going to do, I think, a review of Kong, I think. Cool. Um, and a bunch of other stuff, including uh, this Friday, I believe, we're going to have a guide to Ghost in a Shell um, going up as well. Cool. Um, so yes, plenty of content. So we're going to restructure it all for you to make life easier. Mm. So you won't get all of it anymore. Um, and it's going to be happening soon. We'll let you know. It might take a couple of weeks to get this going. There will be a new channel called We Are Geeks. If you subscribe to We Are Geeks, you're going to get everything that we ever make. If you just subscribe to Geeks, um, like you are right now, Hopefully you are. If you're not, go and subscribe to Geeks. Um, then you'll just get this podcast, the weekly show of the topical news. You won't get any of the other stuff, so you don't need to be worried about that. Mm. But then if you just want A Nightmare on Elm Street, you can subscribe to that. If you want the horror channel, uh, which will have A Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, all that stuff, you can subscribe to that. We're just going to piece it together. Um, and then if you type in, uh, uh, sorry, if you click on our publisher, which is We Are Tessellate, which is our company, then you're going to see everything out there on iTunes, and you can just pick what you want and cherry pick throughout it. Um, it's going to be much more succinct for you, much cleaner. It's not going to look as cluttered, I promise. And you'll just get the content that you want, which is important. As I said, if you head over to iTunes, type in We Are Geeks right now, you will pop up and subscribe to us. will help us out. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel, We Are Tessellate. You can type in Geeks and Tessellate. We'll pick up. We'll pick up. <laughs> I'm very tired. <laughs> we will turn up. 
You can also head over to our URL, we are Tessellate, to branch out to all of our social medias, so then you'll be able to find everything. You can watch some of our short films, our music videos, listen to some of our music, read some of our reviews, because we are a production company run out of London, run out of LA, run out of Tokyo, and we're just finishing making our first feature film right now called Starfish. Um, and you can keep tracks on that with us by following us on Twitter or going over to IMDb, whatever you want. Christopher Straver, how can people get on the bandwagon? Oh, that uh, is the Straver train. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, uh, I'm Chris underscore Straver on Twitter. All right. Uh, on YouTube, it's Lethal Chris Drawing. Um, I post two drawing videos a week. Uh, I've been changing it up recently with a bunch of different stuff. Like I've been, I've really loved drawing dragons and fantasy stuff, and uh, I've been painting some cool watercolor stuff recently as well. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to trying some really different stuff this year. So go and check out if you're interested. Um, on it's Lethal Chris One on Facebook, and then it's Lethal Chris on Instagram, and those are the things I think <laughs> those are the things that I, I make think they are <laughs> <laughs> I hope <laughs> um, alright we will be back next Tuesday with more talking about things that don't really matter but hell it's a lot of fun because mm. God bless media <laughs> <laughs> till then we're out 